everyone, it's Sai Swoon with Very Harry Hill. Um, fun fact, Harry and I have been really close for over a year now and we have talked every single day. Literally every <laughs> single day. Sai Swoon's my girlfriend. Yeah, we're um, bi-coastal lovers and uh, long distance and we're finally in the car together. It's actually so funny because one time you made a comment about us being like virtual roommates <laughs> because we were both kind of just like padding around our rooms just like voice messaging, voice messaging as we yeah. do and you were like we're kind of like roommates but we're just not in the same space and we're I was like yeah. Yeah I completely stand by that because the conversations we have is we kind of talk to each other all day and have the conversations you would have with a roommate like you get home and you're like oh this little thing happened my mom said this did you see this comment that I received yeah just like just like chit chat yeah chit chat all day so we are here and now we're on the road we're heading to the Madonna Inn we are having a serendipitous moment as we do um (laughs) and we'll talk about that I think our first time in LA this is our second time hanging out um but it feels like we've known each other for years. I think, I mean, I think we did become friends in like 2017. Yeah, before that, I sometimes I look back at your old posts, I'm like, whoa, I commented that, like in 2016, yeah. Well, we had a similar beginning. We both were anonymous meme makers, which is pretty niche. We were niche meme creators um, that were anonymous. Like we never showed ourselves and then we slowly showed our outfits and then our faces. I think you were more, you did more of like the masked thing. <laughs> I wore a mask. Yeah, you literally wore a mask. <laughs> I had a series of ski masks I used to wear and I was like, you're never going to find out who I am, the woman behind the memes. <laughs> <laughs> I like wanted to, like I think I always wanted to be like, like I wanted people to know it was me, but at the same time I knew that, you know, making memes was was the way like the outlet that I could use to get there I was um you wanted it was the vehicle yeah it was the vehicle and I didn't really know that until it started happening and then I was like oh well I'm gonna keep doing this also making memes back then in 2017 was Mm -hmm. so much fun so fun and I think we were just at the right age for it like early 20s like making random internet stuff that people would share with their friends. It was like peak millennial because yeah. all the memes were like us kind of processing our like very odd lives <laughs> yeah. of trying to make things work um, and speaking of influencer this episode is going to be 100% influencer focused because I think Harry and I have a very interesting relationship where Harry is full into the influencer thing Harry has been sponsored by Coca-Cola. He has gotten he has a contract with Hotels.com. <laughs> they actually paid him to, uh, was it Pool Hop? He yeah. went from different hotels that are famous for their pools around the USA last year, pre-pandemic. <laughs> um, went from pool to pool, and that's actually how we first met, and that's a great story. Um, but Harry's, like, in it, in it, influencer life. His inbox, his emails probably just are all PR people (laughs) Um, and then I'm someone who kind of I'm always struggling with that title because it happened on accident for me and I I don't know I still have a hard time accepting the fact that I go in and out of influencer dumb um, and I'm treated like one (laughs) so we're gonna kind of talk about that whole thing which I'm excited for because I swear to god I have Uh, searched on Spotify just podcasts about influencers and never found one I've only found ones that are very business oriented or but never about like the feeling or the cultural implications well and I think we're at a 
at a point where influencers are normalized, like not to be like normalized, but like <laughs> influencers. It's such a normal thing now, and it's such a... I feel like people used to make fun of it and be like, oh, ha, ha influencers, mm-hmm. but now it's an actual career. It's a very it's a very interesting title because the, I've actually looked up the definition of influencer before because people kept using it to apply to me, and I'm like, but I'm not. Like, I'm not... My job isn't producing ads through my lifestyle. Like, that's not my job, right? But... The definition of an influencer is it says someone who mark like who uses social media to produce advertisements. That's literally the definition. So the reason why there's so much backlash is you have someone like Bella Thorne who's risen to celebrity from just being Bella Thorne and being an actress and all these different things, but then who also steps into being an influencer because having a lot of followers means having an opportunity to sell stuff to people, right? And influence people. It's kind of like, you know how all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. I feel like all influencers are content creators, but not all content creators are influencers. Yes, that is absolutely true. That's and I used to, to I used to always claim content creator as mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm a content creator. And even that was like, even today when I, when people are like, oh, what do you do? Like if it's just um, a, somebody like a waiter or somebody who's like, oh, what do you do? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Content <clears throat> I'm an influencer <laughs> or like an old person that doesn't know what it is. And they're like, what is that? And yeah, I'm like, oh, it's the new wave. Also like content creator. I love that term because it's kind of like everyone in the whole world is a content creator. Yeah. <laughs> like if you like digest, like <laughs> you're creating content. Yeah, and I think about that too. The fact that even I'm sure everybody listening to this has an Instagram page and I'm sure everybody who has an Instagram page has posted, you know, the juice that you love drinking or, like, your breakfast or your brunch or whatever. And it's, like, no offense, but, like, that's influencing. Yeah. Like, I've definitely been... I'm influenced all the time. Me too. Like, I can be influenced by a bumper sticker on this road and that person's not, <laughs> you know, a little celeb, little micro-celeb on the internet trying to make me buy it. <laughs> but I think influencer is used so loosely but it has so many deep meanings where like you just said just a person who has visible influence over a lot of people in the sense that they inspire a lot of people day to day whether they are actively selling stuff or not and then there's the other term which is influencer for you know essentially a PR person that has a list of people who they know they can contact and make exchanges with for ads right and those are two very different things that interwine yeah, but <laughs> there's so much to cover so so much to cover that is our excitable opening i really want to start first i'm going to say if there's funky sounds in this recording it's because we are in the car and we're on a freeway that switches terrains constantly and um yeah we're hoping it sounds good enough but just imagine you're in the car with us and don't get upset <laughs> about don't, the noise. don't get upset we'd we'd have a helicopter if we could probably not yeah, though you can't soundproof we'd be in a soundproof van if it was available um but yeah just it's part of the fun um but i think we should start with i really want to tell the story of how harry and i met and also how we kind of realized that we can sort of make a like a tunnel of magic together which can't really happen with everyone you know all right let's let's get into it all right so let's bring it back to i remember the date it was august 9th august 9th 2019 okay so 
So this is how it began, was I was sitting at my desk. I used to have a job at Mashable, and I was on the culture team writing for them, and I got a PR email that was from Hotels.com, and they were like, we are looking for a pool hop. I don't know if you would want to apply. And it, I think they wanted me to write an article that was like, Hotels.com is looking for a pool hop. I've actually never said this. I've never really like talked about how this happened, but basically, I was sitting at my desk, and I applied basically all you had to do was to apply was like write 150 words about your favorite pool and i didn't have a favorite pool but i googled interesting pools and i found one that was shaped i think like a bong so you pretended that you had been there oh yeah wow yeah so i pretended okay, I um and it and i just wrote this kind of like cutesy carrie bradshaw ish like review of this pool that i'd never been to and submitted it looked out the window you know was just like going about my day and then I forgot about it and then I got an email that was like congrats like you got it <laughs> and the gig was ten thousand dollars to fly to six different states and visit six different hotel pools Luxury hotels. and literally just wow. post pictures of it on my Instagram and that was the first I'd done little tiny like you know maybe like $200 for a post or something like yeah. this was like actual money and I was and like experience yeah I was like I can actually that's do this ideal. now um that's like those influencers that are like you know two million in with like a bunch of bikinis like that's that level of influencer to me well and I it was it was a big it was like a big splash to like start off my huge splash the, and I mean it was Full like the splash. impetus for me to not take a full-time job after that um but anyway one of the stops was LA and Gabby lives in LA did you live in LA and born and raised it was the first time since we started talking that I was that we were going to be in the same place yes and so obviously they put me in LA for like the most amount of time out of each of the spots where did they put you actually they put you at Hawaii. the Mondrian right yeah it the Mondrian. Mondrian and you were in Hawaii that was beautiful to watch. Yeah. I went to Hawaii right after L.A. Um, <laughs> but L.A. was so much fun. And me and Gabby, Gabby came to the pool and we were with Marta. Shout out to Marta. Marta, at Marta, love you. Hopefully see you. And <laughs> Gabby comes out and her and Marta have a moment. And then I stand up and I'm like towering. <laughs> Above her. <laughs> I didn't know Harry was so fucking tall. Yeah. So it's, I'm 5'4 and you are... 6'3. And it's the first thing that people are like, holy shit, you're tall. The first thing I noticed was your legs. Because you have very long, beautiful legs. I think the first thing I noticed about you was your hair. Yeah. Like, just like... It's like... It's like a cartoon, like... I'm picturing like a little, like, cartoon, like, woman just, like, swaddling in. Slifting around. Yeah. You huge, and I just a pair of hair smile. and legs together. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just legs and then hair, yeah. Amazing. Um, so you were saying it. I think it was the it was the Mondrian, yeah. yeah. And it was a beautiful like rooftop pool. It was like a it was like they called it a rooftop pool, but it was on a mountain. It was very crafty and surreal. Um, but really beautiful hotel, fairly brand new. It on felt like sunset. It was on sunset. It was yeah. right on sunset. So right in like the center of West Hollywood, the Sunset Strip, um, which is just a high focal point of LA culture, like the classic kind. Um, so that was really lovely, and 
the craziest part about the story and where it really peaked is essentially Harry and I, and we'll get to this part of the story, ended up on a rooftop with a $95 bottle of rosé that a pop star bought us. And then his friends got in a fight and disappeared and we were just left on a rooftop and then Harry got recognized. It was crazy. So I basically, what I'm saying is I was born and raised in LA and every time people visit, I just really hope that they get an experience that just fits into like the typical LA <laughs> you know like maybe let's hope that they end up in some celebrity's house or in some mansion somewhere I just want them to have those experiences that you see on TV because they're few and far between but when they happen you're like oh this is it this is what all the movies are about this is what everything's about this is why people come here um and lo and behold <laughs> Harry got to have that and it was on my watch <laughs> and I felt so happy about that so Basically what happened was I um, was really up on Raya. Raya is a dating app that is centered around celebrities and influencers. I saw Pete Davidson on it yesterday, I which was that. really interesting. Yeah. I was like, here, what happened to Kaya Gerber, babe? Wait, wait did you try to match? <laughs> he didn't match me, no. But I, I, I attempted. <laughs> I attempted entry. Um, but I'm no Kaya, you know. <laughs> um, so Pete Davidson, I see. I've seen the One Direction guys so many times. star but um <laughs> until then i'll stick to being a fan so i was like harry i matched with this guy and i was like who is this and he was like oh my god like i <laughs> i freaked out yeah and i was like crush. yeah crush no of course man. i freaked out and i was like oh my god you have to go out with him like you have to at, at least like meet him like attempt like do it <laughs> attempt entry yeah um and i was attracted to this guy you know without knowing who he was so it was an honest it was an honest feat um, he's hot he is hot and he's also alt and weird that's why I didn't think I was like how are you a pop star you're, you're so like he was very like he fit into the kind of like the LA streetwear artsy type and I was like okay so anyways me and this guy match we end up going to a bar together and having a really great time like we really vibed had a wonderful time and then um, the next day was when Harry and I met up <laughs> this was the day after pop star day wait was that the first time was the night before yeah, it all happened. That whole thing happened in like a series of three days. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like we had him and I had that crazy night together. And I, then but I, I thought, saw you. I thought you had the crazy night like a couple, even like a week before no, I got there. No, no. no. It, it was, was like really jam-packed. Oh, that's what was so wild about oh, it. Yeah. So that's why it was just like <laughs> the weekend. Yes. Yeah, it was like the weekend of, yes. yeah. Um, no, yeah. all, all the circumstances just were so like this hotel room and it was like you know the sky corner suite and there was like you know it was a hotel room big enough for a couch to be in it you know when the room's yeah. big enough for a couch totally you've made it yeah it was just so so LA as people would like it to be um, and so yeah I hung out with this guy and then of course he's very you know just someone who orders the Escalade Uber right like it was just like Escalade Ubers buying drinks and so then now I'm in 
wrapped up in another LA moment and then I go to to Harry and I'm like wow yeah it was it was great and I was like and then pop star guys like let's have dinner tonight with my friends and I was like Harry <laughs> are we gonna have dinner with someone like, you're a I huge fan of <laughs> tribute and the one circumstance or the one um stipulation was that I was not allowed to like fangirl or like make it known that I was such a fan just to like keep the cool and like not make it weird so yeah Gabby was like just like don't because well, half of me was like okay I actually like this person like we we it was such a spark when we met but then the other half of me was like okay but he's so troubled and it's very obvious that I'm kind of just like collateral in his life do you know what I mean yeah you were just like a like a passing yeah like he was like taking all kinds of pills while also heavily drinking and like later in the night was like not confessing like about either. his not fun yeah, pills yeah, yeah, yeah like antidepressants yeah, yeah. anti-anxiety but then also heavily drinking and smoking and like also like confessing about this like three-month girlfriend and it was like oh, it was, it was like someone who was really unstable so half of me was like you know this I remember actually saying I was like this isn't gonna lead to anything but what it will lead to is like <laughs> giving Harry like an LA fucking night like it was really great so anyway so yeah we played a dinner and he's like oh we'll meet at this place in West Hollywood, we all go over there, and everyone is just so fucking high. <laughs> like that made it even weirder because it was like he was so he was nervous for some yeah. reason. The guy was like really fucking high to the point of paranoia. So his had, two friends were like his broy entourage. Yeah, he had like these kind of <laughs> like exactly what you would think that a guy would bring his like guy friends around. Like they were like not as hot as him, but like still kind of cool and like just like wingmen like per like yeah. the perfect wingmen and i think they were college they were had all been college friends which was very much the energy yeah so it's kind of like you have this pop star that has you know their hit songs at like 30 billion plays and i still hear them on the radio yeah. and then and you, they're fairly young it was yeah. it's just like i think i'm trying to set the tone of like this is a big deal person but then like we're kind of caught them in a moment that we've all had before which is like five very high people at a table being like uh i'm ordering the fries like you know and i remember ordering fries and like not being able to eat them because i was so high and then i was at this table of boys and i was like does anybody want these and i was like yeah 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 i'll take them i'll take them the, they were those little like padded um like round french fry like wafer yeah things. the waffle ones because yes, they yes. arrived and i was like this is not my kind of fry like yeah. i was looking for some real like fries. mcdonald's fries yeah anyway so we're sitting there and and then him him and i are like having a good time we sit next to each other right <laughs> harry, <laughs> harry the whole time you're starstruck in the face yeah no literally just i would like, look at you and it was like it was as if you were like being held up by like a well, a beam of light but i mean that <laughs> is like that is exactly what you're talking about like that is like the la night and everything was just heightened by the fact that you know i was on this exciting trip and like it was just such a cool moment to be at that table. Yeah. I was just like, wow. And it really is such a fake it till you make it thing. Like, I don't think there's ever going to be a time in my life where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm totally like fully allowed and like down to be here. Like, do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm always going to be like, oh my God, like me yeah, at yeah, this table? Totally. Like, how did I get yeah. here? Um, we were eating weed edibles yeah, just to clarify. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if people listening are like, what are they yeah, high Yeah, weed on? mints. We were just, we were eating weed mints, like little Skittles. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, so then the guy's like, let's go on the rooftop, right? It's a really beautiful rooftop in LA um, that I love going to. 
went to the roof and his two friends his two friends are also um they're moody <laughs> they're some moody guys yeah. and also they seem to have a bit of a like i said college bro-y sort of ticking time bomb energy which was end up being very evident later because they got into a fight <laughs> which was on the roof which was such a girly fight if i remember it correctly yeah like, it was like kind of like it was like why would sexy you petty fight yeah okay okay so then this is it so then pop star and i are very like like we're very in like date mode like him and i are very much sticking together and then everyone else is like looking for a place to sit and then him and i go to the bar and he's like i'm gonna order rosé for everyone so he orders the most expensive rosé on the menu which was 95 dollars. i remember that because i remember being like whoa <laughs> we're getting the not five dollar rosé um and so he's ordering that and as he's ordering that the rooftop is very crowded and i think this was just a fault in design for the place but there's these couches that are deeply set into sort of these walls and then behind the walls um there's space they're like ledges so they're like um, these walls that come up if you're standing they come up maybe up to your elbow and so what ends up happening is you have people on the couches then you have people on the other side of the wall standing and setting their drinks on the ledge and there's this family not even a family it's like a big fucking group of people <laughs> like big group of guys and girls and they elbow like a watermelon cocktail and it falls onto one of the friends one of the pop stars entourage friends um and it gets all over him gets all over his pants yes and me and the yeah this me and pop star man are still ordering the rosé and um pop star guys getting stopped there was this like german family this was so funny the german family stops him and they're like are you are you this guy and then they hold up a photo on their phone of him and they're like we saw you in we saw you in germany we we watched your show in germany and then the kids and all of a sudden these two children <laughs> pop so out of nowhere random. and then the two children and they're all posing it was so funny so stuff like this is happening and then they start fighting the friend and this older honestly way more muscular man um are arguing and the guy who dropped the drink is like i'm so sorry it was an accident obviously like you know i didn't i wasn't paying attention to my elbow i didn't think this would happen and then the guy who got the drink all over his pants is making it into this entire sort of thing and he was like what do you like i think he wanted some kind of like he needed something in return like he needed the guy to like buy him a drink or he needed he wanted some kind of thing to make him feel better and he wasn't getting it he was just getting sorries and like obviously i didn't mean to and um they're fighting it was just such a classic thing where it's like if nobody was drunk like no (laughs) nothing would have happened like somebody would have been like oh sorry man and it would have gone on but since everybody was kind of like packed together and it was like a tight bar anyways i'm with pop star guy pop star's guy is like oh my god this is so freaky and so the thing i've actually noticed with a lot of people who are maybe famous is like they really avoid conflict because they're so stressed about the media right so i think i was thinking about and i was like i think in his head he was like i can't get involved because all of a sudden there's a photo of me fighting on a roof right that's the perception i had so he stays behind with me and him and i are just at the bar watching from afar pop star guy who's has anxiety like is literally very anxious next to me and it's like i don't know why they're doing this i don't know what to do i don't know what i'm supposed to do his two friends after sort of arguing back and forth nothing getting resolved they walk over and they're like what the fuck man and this is his friends to the, the pop star who's now holding four glasses and a rosé and is next to me with like puppy eyes because he's scared of his the fight um and his friends come over and they're like they literally say to him they were like so you were too busy hanging out with your raya date that you couldn't back us up <laughs> And then he was 
guys, I'm sorry. I just froze. I didn't know what to do. And then his friends were like, that's so fucked up, dude. Like, you saw us over there, like, struggling and you didn't do anything. And so they needed their, you know, like, their big entourage leader to step in. And he didn't. And then um, pop star guy was like, and then they stormed off. His friends stormed off. And they were like, dude, we're just going to go. I don't want to be here anymore. Fuck this place. And then pop star guy lingers for a second with me and Harry. <laughs> and at this point, it's just like me, Harry, and and pop star <laughs> like we also couldn't find a place to sit really because it was so crowded <laughs> so we're sort of standing on like off to the side on the roof like holding a bottle with like not really a table like it was really funny and then he's like i don't he was like they just left like i'm and it was like a it read like a breakup like it read like yeah he was flustered he was really flustered and it just like read like when a, a lover storms off and he was like i don't i can't believe this like they just left and then he's sitting there on his phone and then his, he's texting his friends who just left and he was like are you guys serious like did you really leave and then his friends were like yeah dude we're really upset <laughs> and then pop star is like looks at me and he's like i'm so sorry like that's thing very polite i want to say this guy's so polite so, so kind trying sweet. to clearly trying to please everyone like obviously doesn't want to storm out on the date but also doesn't want to terrorize his friends <laughs> and so he's like i gotta go with them he was like i just have to prove that i'm like with them on this like if i stay they're just gonna they're not they're gonna whatever you know just have some friends up. and i was like oh that's totally fine he hands us the rosé <laughs> and we're standing there with the rosé and then he leaves and he then did he, hug us goodbye because i remember I, rem- I remember being hugged and i was like <laughs> oh my god like on a roof being hugged by a pop star it's when you're like you're a the fan of, of this memoir. guy and you also he had no idea the whole time yeah no idea <laughs> no i and i played i mean i played it cool it, it wasn't hard to just not divulge that i was his biggest fan ever <laughs> Um, hopelessly in love. Literally hopelessly in love. Anyway, so. so he storms off. We're left with this bottle. And then this girl comes up to Harry and she says, this random girl who was with her friends, really cute. She comes up and she's like, are you Harry Hill? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is a peak moment for Harry. This is amazing. <laughs> and just been hugged by your one of your favorite pop stars. Like, he runs away. Couldn't be better. You and I are just cackling. And then this woman girl woman comes up and says are you harry hill i love you well and then so when the pop star gets noticed and then i get noticed and then sizemoon gets noticed oh yeah and i have the video of you we were just like we were just on one like nothing could bring us down we were just chilling even the drama with the pop star was like just that like yeah. his his pop star drama with his bros yeah. like it was just nothing could bring us down it was bliss. It was bliss. Yeah, and then I didn't want the rosé. I'm not, like, a rosé person. And also, at this point, Harry has a man waiting for him at the hotel. That guy was there already, remember? So you were hooking was, up with that, that guy. That was right after that. Yeah. And you were like, well, I guess. Like, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to sit here and drink this whole bottle. And, and you were like, yeah, me neither. And then we gave it to the girl that recognized you. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that. and so yeah. we gave this this girl, this random girl that was a big fan of Harry's. We gave her the rosé. And she was like, no fucking way. It goes back to her friend group with this rosé. <laughs> Harry and I hop in the car, drop up Harry at his hotel. Um, Popstar has smoothed things out with his friends. I go back to him at the bar, meet up with him at the bar. His friends hate me. <laughs> but when I got to the bar, they couldn't believe I showed up. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> it was just that thing where it's like you guys can picture this in any TV show or movie where there's like a group of guys. It's like think of the popular guy and think of his like bonehead friends that are like making like sus comments and just like being kind of the peanut gallery that's Mm -hmm. what it was like they weren't they were just 
they just weren't yeah it was also later revealed that one of them was going through a breakup the one that got in the fight was going through a breakup and I think it was one of those moments where all the friends needed each other (laughs) and then I came in and I'm like this date and we're having we really clicked like we were having a great time and then I think it was just like no I need my bro to be single and brooding with me so I show up to the bar they're upset but we we work around it he eventually abandons his friends and we had another good night um and it was great it was like I don't even need a picture with the pop star yeah, to, yeah, yeah. For, because the night was just like so memorable. I know, I wouldn't let you. You're like, yeah. I was like, don't do it. We're not going to do it. <laughs> At this point, I think I wouldn't. I mean, looking back on anything now, yeah. you could be like, oh, that would have been fine. But, yeah. but in the moment, no, it was, we played it exactly, exactly yeah. the right way. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't yeah. want to change the tone from friendship to, For sure, because, to fandom. Yeah. How he saw me was just like, oh, this like, just this guy like literally just this guy like friend of a friend Gabby's friend yeah um so that's the story so it was just so you can imagine just literally just it was so quintessential LA it was like LA realm celeb realm classic classic and it was just so potent and hilarious that we probably talked about it just we still talk about it and we still keep up with kind of the people in the situation um and this was last August and we talk every day since and we're just like we just kind of reel on <laughs> like that moment kind of like launched us into like a perpetual existence well i think we're just we're just two people that are navigating the online the online world and having like an online platform quote unquote mm-hmm. and um so it's really just it's nice to have a friend that you can talk to that understands what's up So now that's out of the way, we can start our episode. I want to start with some influencer theory in the sense that I want to talk about just the rise of the influencer, what influencer actually means. Um, And I found that I put on my Instagram on SciSwoon, I put a Q&A box and I said, if you guys have any questions that we can answer in this podcast. Um, And the questions really surprised me. (laughs) Yeah, she was freaking out. And I realized that I knew that there was sort of a strange, like, fourth wall or something where influencers are these strange creatures and people think that it's this crazy world. And I guess it is. It definitely is. What I said was, like, when when Gabi was freaking out about them, I was like, look, these are the same questions that I would want to ask, you know, Kylie Jenner. Not to, not to bring Kylie into everything, but somebody bigger. You know what I mean? Like... These are all the questions that I am curious to know about someone who is 3,700 million times bigger than, you know, you or I. Um, yeah. It's just, it's and then it. we don't necessarily feel big, you know what yeah, I mean? And that's no, what it, trips me out. Yeah, I think it's... None of this is like... I kind of want to... Should we disclaimer <laughs> that, like, we're humble? <laughs> that we have no idea I was expecting... Going. I don't know what I was expecting, but I now seeing the questions that people asked, um, they make sense. They do make sense. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, what is it like being an influencer? (laughs) But I do want to say, actually, it would be fun to announce where we're at in every part of this podcast. So right now, this is post Madonna Inn. When we first made the first segment, we were on the way to the Madonna Inn. Now we're equidistant between Madonna Inn, San Luis Obispo, and San Francisco to stay at the Fairmont. San Luis Obispo. <laughs> um, and my coffee just spilled. Oh no, your coffee spilled. But 
it spilled out on the gas pump. Um, because I put it on the floor like an idiot. When there's cup holders. Yeah. Do you need an open cup holder? Do I need to open some up? No, I'm holding it now. <laughs> um, so I did want to get into some influencer theory in the sense that I want to establish what we think the word means because it's really all over the place, the meaning of the word, and how influencers came to be. Um, so Harry, what would be your definition of an influencer? When you hear the word, what do you think of? How about this? When you hear the word, what do you think of? And then what does it actually mean? Like, you know. So I think when I think of the word influencer, I definitely have this weird... It's weird because, you know, I call myself an influencer. But when I think of the word influencer, I don't think of myself. I, I really do think of, like, a blonde girl against a pink wall. Like, that's what I think of. Like, and I think that that's how society thinks of influencers is you know, a pretty girl against a pretty backdrop. You are a pretty girl against oh, a pretty you. backdrop. <laughs> Depends on the day. Yeah. But um, that's what I would think of. So it's it's weird because it's like, yes, I, I you know, have, have spent the past year calling myself an influencer. Mm-hmm. But you but are, by of, definition. By definition. By dictionary definition, you are. Yeah, well, do we, we told them what the definition is. Yes, but people don't use the dictionary definition, you know? Yeah. What would What would you say an influencer is? Here's how I feel. I feel kind of weird about it because the word influencer to me, because I like to look at how things are. And you don't like to, you don't like to claim it. Like you don't, don't, you still don't claim influencer. The only time I've, I had to start claiming it because A, people were calling me it and B, it is kind of just an easy way to explain to like Uber drivers what my job is. Of course. Like Um, older men, you know, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, ah, you know, and they're like, oh, okay. And then it's over. Yeah, but it's but basically, I feel like influencer implies it's somebody who has gathered a crowd, who makes decisions and wears things and expresses themselves in a way that other people will then take on. So that's what it is on a very non uh, job level. Like we're not talking about the money and the labor and anything, just like on a person to person level. And then there's the other definition, which is the dictionary definition, which is you're a blogger and you input items and have deals um, and you make money off of quote-unquote being yourself with a twist essentially so I feel like those are interwined I lean more in the direction of just expressing myself freely and happening to have a crowd watching and for sure I think there's a difference between influence and influencer and I know we're kind of getting into like symbiotics but (laughs) I love yeah me too but I think um, for me still an influencer is yes somebody that has an audience and yes somebody that does paid partnerships but also somebody that and it's I guess weird talking about myself in this way because I don't really feel this way about myself but I think influencer like quote-unquote influencer is just it they do need to have some of that like uh some of that uh va-va-voom you know what I mean like that that uh envious enviable like aspirational life quality that everybody wants to try to attain or like or like live vicariously through and then influence I think is what you and I and everybody has you know Mm -hmm. the normal somebody with you know just their friends following them can part of life influencing is just part of life yeah influences you know posting a Spotify song and having one person listen to it you influence them yeah 100% So now we're going to go into a segment. <laughs> getting traffic again. Um, 
but we're getting to a point in the segment. So this part is essentially we're going to go through, we're going to use questions as like a base to go off of and theorize after. So we have some questions from James, who I normally run the pod with, who is off site, <laughs> but she sent in some questions and we're going to use her questions to theorize about some stuff and then also questions from our stories. What was your first experience with social media? My first brush with social media, I want to say, was Facebook. And I was in seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. Was it? Because Club Penguin isn't considered social media, right? I think I would say yes. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. I Club Penguin then, I guess, was my first form of social media in the way that you interacted with other people. And I actually was so, 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 so into Club Penguin. I had a female penguin. Like, I dressed her up as a girl, and I, like, posed as a girl. Like, I... Is that catfishing? Cat penguining? And I had a Club Penguin blog that I would also, like, I would write about the cheat codes. And, Wait, like, they had blog? Where was... The blog was on another site or on the Club Penguin? So it was through WordPress. So that is, like, another... I guess that's another layer. No way. And that was way before Facebook. And then Facebook... Wait, so what would you blog about on your Club Penguin blog? I've just never heard of this before. I'm fascinated. So basically, Club Penguin would hide you know pins like they would hide pins pins. rock hopper would come Mm -hmm. and there would be like rock hopper sightings Mm -hmm. and so it would be like guys rock hopper was just spotted on the mammoth server on the iceberg (laughs) that kind of shit um but i and if you go back and read it now like i can pull it up for you i was just very into like club penguin culture when i was like what would that have been like 11 12 Mm -hmm. 13 um and Facebook came around when I was like in seventh grade and I remember loving Facebook because it had the pin board. Do you remember pins on Facebook? Yes. It was just like little pictures that were made into like a pin sized mm-hmm. thing. They got rid of that pretty quickly though. Huh? Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, Facebook was my first. What did about you? you? I just want to ask with Facebook, did you go like, what was your Facebook posting style? Like, did you have... A vibe on Facebook. Did you post a lot of images? Were you very profile photo conscious? Once I got into it, I would definitely, me and my friends would take photos and then edit them with picnic, photo booth photos, mm-hmm. um, posting, you know, stupid little inside jokes on your friend's wall. Yes, always. I remember that so well. That kind of shit. Public, public. Yeah, public, public. Um, but I was also in Catholic school, so mm-hmm. that was... I was in Catholic school, and then when... Do you remember I... What was it? Was it called iMessage? Or iChat? Yeah, iChat, I iChat, think. Yeah, maybe. Or AIM. And then Gmail, Gmail chat. I never really did AIM yeah. because I never got on that wave. Because I didn't have, like, public school kids. Um, so, yeah, I guess Club <laughs> Penguin. for public schoolers. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. It had, yeah, it had public school energy. I was on it. Yeah. Um, Club Penguin. Okay, I relate to Club Club Penguin because I had a, a while with that. I had a, a moment with that, but my dominant kind of like childhood preteen vibe was Neopets, Love. just hardcore. Yuzuki but, dolls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been a Yuzuki collector. Um, I was. Oh, you were. Yeah, okay, so I you was. had Neopets was social media to me. Um. Did you ever go on message boards? No, and see, see, that's the kind of thing where like 
I think that's where Club Penguin like broke it up and for me that yeah. that desire to be like wait I want to have a stake in this I want to write about this I want I want my penguin to be known and there would be times when I would like you know on Club Penguin when you got too many penguins in a room it would it would shut down like it would be like you can't get in here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I would throw a party at the dock <laughs> and like make everybody put on a feather boa yeah. and like everybody would be screaming my username and it was hilarious um yeah, Neopets had a message board too. I feel like Neopets was weirdly a lot of adults, but I, there was a time where I unlocked the message board thing. I mean, first off, Neopets to me was such a mecca for me. My sister and I were obsessed. We were so, we had the Labre, which was exp- like <laughs> when you have enough Neopoints. We were millionaires. We had over a million Neopoints, but we worked hard. And Neopets is where I learned how to use Photoshop. I would make graphics. Like I would literally, like I have these emo ass graphics that I used to make and put on my profile. Like I made this one of like scissors cutting a heart in half when I was like 11 and I would put them on my profile. So I was already like social mediaing on Neopets, which actually would try to make you not do that. Like they were always like banning people and trying to control people who were trying to like the message boards, for example, were supposed to be specifically in Neopets character. Like, oh, only go on the message boards to like trade items or role play as like fairies. But if you went on there and you were like ASL, like Los Angeles, yeah, like yeah. they'd be like, quit it, kids. Like, no, because yeah. they were trying to keep it safe. But I would always like do that and I would play different characters. I'd pretend I was like 16 or 20 <laughs> just to like pretend, you know? And of I'd go course. on Neopets and be like, yeah, I'm, I live in LA in Beverly Hills. <laughs> and just like, just play you know but I also role played a lot as like a fairy but that was like my start of like everything it was like I was making stuff on photoshop I was like content creating I was being a person (laughs) do you think that anonymity that those earlier games and platforms kind of um provided helped you play on them more because for me like I said my penguin was a girl yeah that helped me like kind of dial in on on like I could go to go to Catholic school and wear my little green shirt every day and then come home and like be wearing like a feather boa on Club Penguin like it really was like yeah very real but I don't know if I don't know if that like I don't were you ever trying to be somebody that you weren't no not really I would act like I was older like I would I think I would fulfill my like teenage dreams by role playing as the teenager I wanted to be um, which was fun, and that was Neopets, and that was strange, but I really, yeah, I, like, crossed that line a lot of, like, turning it into social media, which they didn't want. Um, MySpace I had, MySpace I went really hard on, I was really indie and, like, alt at the time, and I, like, jailbroke my, like, profile so that it was, like, really plain and weird. Um, MySpace was huge for me. I wasn't actually allowed to have a MySpace, but, like, secretly had one. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never did MySpace. That was, like, the one that got away. AIM and MySpace, like, I never, never tapped in. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook happened. I got on Facebook quite early. I thought it was too plain at first because MySpace was just so much fun. You could just put glitter graphics everywhere and put a song. And Facebook was like, here's your photo in college. And I was like, this isn't for me. But then it slowly turned into this bigger thing. And I actually, I don't know if it was like this for you, but at my school, it was like, I mean, people would upload 250 photos. Of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had a sleepover and they'd be in their kitchen only around the island, like making a pizza. So that was like, I think 
that happened really early on that was like ninth grade already people were already documenting their lives the way that bloggers and youtubers now make money off of yeah you know being like we made this pizza and like you know and then the bad girls would you know have a weekend you're like oh my god there's liquor in their pictures yes (laughs) that was the best or when they would try to like lightly brush it out but not enough to so we didn't know like that it wasn't beer like they left it a little bit like yeah or like they'd have like red eyes and you'd be like she's high like it was all these clues on how people lived and i was i wanted to bring this up under this question um but kind of the idea of how people act like influencing or like influencer culture is like so strange and out of line but to me I think it's just such a natural progression because like I was saying like you'd watch the bad girls or whatever I would look at people older than me that I would see on the campus at my high school that were well dressed that I thought were really cool and I would stalk them on social media they didn't know who I was my favorite band in the whole world I discovered from this edgy Um, eighth grader who went to rehab in the eighth grade (laughs) my favorite band in the world I was in seventh grade and it was it was Coco Rosie was on her profile and I was like that's how I found that song and so when I think about that of just like following people finding their weird YouTube account that had like three views of them and their friends like inside jokes all this stuff that I would find that was like just research on people I thought was cool and then now that it's kind of developed into this big industry of like a bunch of like micro famous people being observed that makes so much sense to me yeah and I think kind of going off of what you said about you know seeing the girls at your school that you don't they don't know you exist but you would be like oh my god like let me see I remember the I remember this picture of the popular girls all walking down the street and it was (laughs) in black and white and I just thought it was like everything everything um one of them is one of my best friends today so that's like (laughs) manifestation but I agree I think it's kind of like it's it's no different than that it's just kind of curating a life that you show to people and then proximity and all that stuff like that picture of those girls was like similar to like a picture at the Met Gala today you know what I mean like that like the The picture yeah like the Kim Kardashian selfie in the Met Gala bathroom is like the same thing like oh the popular girls that I like aspire to also didn't necessarily like when I would look at people I wasn't like I want to be their friend sometimes if it felt accessible most of the time it would be for me like it would be like I'm forming an identity I'm a preteen I'm a teenager I want to figure out what I like and what looks good on me you know what I mean and by doing that I would see older people and like it's like the same thing as having a cool big sister or like a cool older neighbor you know but it's like online and so many options (laughs) Um, it's, it's interesting hearing you talk about this because as a young, like, gay boy, Mm -hmm. it's like, I never wanted, like, yeah, I wanted to be friends with the popular girls in this black and white photo, but I also wanted to, like, be them. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, comfortable with myself. Mm -hmm. And I just, so I don't have the same experience of, like, being like, oh, let me cherry pick some, like, like, I love her style. I, let me try that out. Like, it wasn't like that. It's not like I could go buy you know, the black tube top that all the popular girls are wearing because yeah. I couldn't do that. I was a little gay kid. Um, so I think that's interesting. It's yeah. really interesting. Lustful. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's and it's... Longing. I'm trying to think of it now in terms of, like, somebody looking at one of my photos and thinking something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's like... No, baby. Like... <laughs> <laughs> No, baby, we're all human. Yeah, no, and 
and I think we're I don't know if we're veering too far off of like the question that we came to we're road tripping in the Acura yeah we're oh I didn't say where we were right now we just crossed the Golden Gate Bridge that was beautiful right so beautiful we were listening to Lana Del Rey just like in awe in awe we crossed the Golden Gate Bridge and now we're walk, uh, We're driving up to the Glass Beach, which is like the pinnacle moment of the trip. Um, and it'll be intense. And then we're going to come back to San Francisco. But that's where we're at now. So that was a good kind of first question. I did want to add to that. We did veer off the thing, but we will be doing that. Um, I will say the other social media that I would say that I come closest to now in the way that I express myself is Tumblr. Because I mean, Tumblr, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even bring up Tumblr because yeah. I feel like it's its own... It is its, its, own, its own beast. But I came of age on Tumblr. Yeah, same here. Like, I really... Like, it was just that whole experience of being... It was like the influencer without the face, right? Without the identity. Just I, the energy of it. The energy of that life. But I feel, yeah, Tumblr was this free place. And then it also... I mean, Tumblr was just so quintessential in, like, every way that we think now because... Tumblr was like this massive digital collage. There was no, there was hardly any credit. I see it more now, but back then, hardly any credit. People would just post whatever made no them rules. feel alive. No rules. No rules. I loved that. That was the first place, really, that I saw like, you know, hardcore porn yeah. and then a cute graphic of like a glittery heart. Yeah. Side by side, like just Love on it. the same thing, on the same plane of existence. Uh, Tumblr porn going away was actually a really big blow to my lifestyle. Anonymous questions. Yeah, yeah no, Tumblr porn was like where I where I would congregate. Yeah, no, there was all these amateur blogs. I don't know if anyone didn't know this, if you didn't go, uh, wow. <laughs> there was a, a license plate that said fairy with two R's and Harry pointed it out for us. Um, <laughs> but if you didn't get to this point of Tumblr, it's like they had just just I, such a huge community of amateur specific porn and so for anyone who likes really specific stuff you would find this like community of people just like dedicated to it and it was tumblr so you weren't like opening a video of something you liked and then having to close twenty thousand pop-ups and like advertisements the way that Pornhub, you know Pornhub is such a like i feel like it's so buggy I don't, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a dark dark place yeah it's a and dark you can't, um so as harry just said i made my first blog when i was when i I made my first blog in 2011 and I want to say there did come a point like way after like I I was lucky enough to like use Tumblr through 20 like maybe 2016 17 like around the end of college is when I kind of just like stopped doing it but it was the most and maybe maybe the other thing about Tumblr that I loved is I never had a following on Tumblr. I, I thought like having like twelve hundred people was like whoa. Like I was like, oh my god, twelve hundred people yeah. follow my blog and getting a random question. If Instagram had random ask box, like do you would you be in support of that or not? Yeah, I mean they do, right? Like you have to put in your story, right? The ask box? Yeah, no, but it's not anonymous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you'd get crazier questions. Yeah, but no, then I, no. I think of all the people who have anonymous accounts, but it's maybe not as many as I think. But I will say with Tumblr, I think I try to use Instagram the way that I use Tumblr. I definitely do that. And I it's to a point where yeah, I completely do. detach from the idea that people care about me and that I that my identity and that's something that I always have to think about and be like, Oh, well I am every second I take being my aesthetic, poetic self in a Tumblr-esque way, trusting that everyone's going to receive me that way and not make it this big, you know, (laughs) not make it this identity issue. 
that's the only kind of jarring thing for me because I will say I 100% use Instagram like how I use Tumblr because that's how I enjoy using it it's like like us going to these hotels you know it's like I love turning over seeing my pudding cup next to my gold earrings and being like oh that's cute (laughs) and then taking a photo of it so um and we'll probably get into this later but it was interesting to see how a lot of the questions were like they think that influencers or people who share online are always selling something or whether that's a product or an idea of a lifestyle or like some kind of show-offy okay crazy driver yeah no i know i literally <laughs> that just, person just, just looked at you with their I whole know, face I know, sorry. <laughs> okay we're fine we're alive um What I was going to say, though, I was going to say for anybody listening that had a completely different because sometimes when I say my little like I learned more on Tumblr than any other (laughs) institution, everybody's like Tumblr was stupid. Like you're. Yeah, I just like. So if you're listening, if you're listening to this, me, I don't know if you were following the wrong people or like whatever, if you weren't there for the golden age. But like there was a period where Tumblr was just a fun outlet it was just such a fun place on the internet to go where we were all young and and young meaning like Mm -hmm. we were all like you know 13 to 30 (laughs) it felt like (laughs) i just learned so much yeah i learned so much i learned yeah from everything from like politics to like clothing to like everything just who i wanted to be and i have to say it was also a manifestation platform like i'm thinking even what we're doing now i was in our hotel and i was like this is here because when i was 15 years old i reblogged a photo of some girl in a tub in a beautiful hotel and was like i wonder how that's possible literally (laughs) and i if i go back and read text posts i did not use it like you did like i did not use it as I didn't write long things, but I do, I have little text posts (laughs) that have three notes that just say shit like, is it wrong that I, like, don't want to do this unless I have a bunch of followers? Like, (laughs) is this wrong if, like, sorry, but, like, if nobody cares, then, like, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But you've always, okay, so that's a, a good distinction, I think, between us, is that the follower aspect is important to you. Yeah. The audience is very important to you and always has been. Yeah. No, I always wanted... And I think this will bleed into the next, one of the I next know, questions. I there's so many good questions. We will go there. Yeah. Um, so, I guess, yeah, that's pretty much, Tumblr was the creator. Yeah, Tumblr, um, Tumblr raised me, for Tumblr sure. Tumblr absolutely raised us. Um, Maybe, and also a little bit sense of humor-wise, too. Oh, totally. Mimi Tum- was Tum- Mimi. Tumblr really taught, yeah, it really did. Before Twitter, like, random text posts, it was like, yeah, Tumblr, Tumblr text, text posts. Post. Oh my yeah. god, Tumblr text posts. Yeah. Nothing better than, like, a juicy Tumblr text post. Tumblr was, like, I'm just going to say it was, like, the diary of the internet. The big anonymous diary of everybody. And everyone was just in their bedroom. They'd get home from school and just say some shit. That is the other thing. <laughs> the Tumblr famous people. That's yeah. a really good point. The yeah. Tumblr famous people were also in their bedrooms after school. Totally. Because you could be Tumblr famous, but that didn't that didn't parlay into anything yeah. beyond that. Totally. So, like... Tumblr fame was not brand deals. Wait, breakthrough, breakthrough. Tumblr, Tumblr fame was literally just you had more eyes on you and, you know, People like tap you on your back. Yeah. Literally. Like, like Ali and Torka, like... Okay, this is crazy. I and, well, I know, and these people <laughs> now that I'm, I'll mention in, like, another question, yeah. like, they kind of got the short end of the stick because they had that big influence. They had 100,000 followers on Tumblr. Yeah. 
with nothing to show for it now because you had to keep like and there was a there was dead space between Tumblr and Instagram. And yeah. But I will say, okay, this is the breakthrough I'm having with what you said, where you were like, everyone was in their bedroom. And that's the thing is like, you grow up and you're told, okay, the way that like, you're going to be known is, or recognized by people, not even, I don't mean like fame. I mean, just like, it could literally be just you and, you know, one other person It's like the things that are going to be interesting and important about you are going to be things like your uh, class, like your income, your, where you go to school, like all these things that are just like, external, and then, like, yeah, external. Yeah. Like, um, your parents situation just kind of like typical class kind of stuff right um and then you go into tumblr and people are applauding you for your poetry and for your journal entries and for your like curation of images and it's like you got to experience this like creative glory without it was a level playing field Absolutely. Tumblr was a level playing field and there was no, yeah, you had your Tumblr famous people and you had your like reblog groups Mm -hmm. and you had all that shit, but it wasn't, the stakes were nowhere near as high with, with analytics and numbers. Well, yeah. And like every, there's no identity, there's freedom. (laughs) I also just like, I never got the, I, I don't like Tumblr never, never felt mean to me the way that like. Twitter or Instagram can feel yes. like mean. Like you can f- like. Tumblr was so soft. Tumblr was a soft, emotional place. Even I don't know. I just. Well, it was like okay. The, even the way that it's fun, like the way that it's set up algorithmically, is like it's Instagram, Twitter. It's like very reaction based. Where Tumblr wasn't reaction based. True. Like if you you would just see a post and like you could look through the notes, but there was no way for you to get a, a consistent thread of people's opinion on something. Yeah. The only votes you saw were, oh, these are the... It was it was almost like... It wasn't even likes. It was like, these are the amount of people that resonated. Notes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It wasn't like likes imply, I, I like this or not. Yeah, notes, notes is just like... That's such an interesting... I <laughs> yeah. haven't even think about that. Why were they called notes? I guess Reblog and notes. You could... And that's true. If you, if you had a post with 50,000 notes and you clicked on them, it would be all reblogs yes. and then one comment that says gorgeous. Yeah. Like amidst the fray. Totally. And it was also, the thing about Tumblr is that it was very self-interested in the sense that we were all, because there was no identity, it was very much this creative experience for everyone in the sense like that image, that quote is now for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I see this quote that I love and I'm not thinking about who posted it. I'm not thinking about what it means like on a cultural level or like, who they are it's like oh now i have this now i have this inspiration i'm gonna repost it it's, but now in my notes <laughs> there was like a really lovely lack of context on tumblr that yes. made it so that everything could exist without Formless, without ethereal. without everything being questioned um as we're talking about this i'm just like wait nobody was verified on on tumblr either mm-hmm. it, it, it it's kind of like lord of the flies like we were all <laughs> there together there was no there was no big hand that was reaching in and and serving us ads until there was but like maybe it's because there was no incentive and that's why everyone because on instagram there's an incentive like once you know because even if you don't want to be an influencer once you know that like you posting your latte like for example if i'm someone who's who i follow an influencer who went to the same cafe as me post a latte tagged it paid partnership i know she's making money for what she's doing and then i'm the same ass person 
and I want to take a photo of that latte, it's still going to be somewhere in my mind that in a world <laughs> I could have gotten paid for this photo. Yes. Even if I'm not interested in being an influencer. Yeah, it's still like I'm taking part in a marketplace and then value comes into play and it's like, oh, am I doing free work? Now I'm doing free labor. And over time, I think that can grind you down and make you... Yeah like a hardo like I feel like that can grind you down and make you cynical and bitter <laughs> in a way that like tumblr just Cuck. never never made me a hardo tumblr, tumblr there's no cucking on tumblr tumblr made tumblr kept me softy tumblr gave me a place to go like you said after oh, school uh, af- on my bed female I spent so much time on my tumblr. fucking bed on tumblr yeah I was and also tumblr was a, such a relaxing place I remember just scrolling at night and being like what am I gonna see today no parents no parents there were no parents there was you th- there was no friends in real life like you weren't friends with your real life yeah, people nothing. really no society Wait. Oh my god, I'm just like like if we made a list, like a written list of like why Tumblr was so good. I hope somebody out there, uh, uh, what's the word when you like relate to something? Just relate. Yeah, I hope someone relates. Resonates. Resonates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I love resin. I hope somebody (laughs) resonates with this. Somebody out there will. Yeah, Somebody totally. out there listening, I I'm hope, is thinking, smiling along. This is probably the first app, uh, podcast where I would want to put chapters because I'm like, yeah. if I was someone who didn't care about like influencer talk, but I love Tumblr, I would yeah. die for this conversation. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, so I guess in conclusion, Tumblr had no incentive, it had no society, it had no labor, so it was completely free. It was just like there was nobody, you know. Because the thing about also, if you think about canceling and you think about this culture on Instagram and Twitter is like where people are always trying to find out who's wrong and take people down it's because they actually have things that can be taken from them yes. Tumblr there was yes. nothing that could be taken yes. from you yes. you couldn't you even just... get reprimanded for a titty photo yes that's so true there was no there was nothing that you could do I mean you, I, you saw blood and gore oh, like yeah. I, I, I mean, saw I everything I saw it all it was all there all. just so <laughs> nice um, yeah such a free place okay that's like Okay, that's big. That's big, big, biggie, big. When you were growing up, was there anyone on the internet who inspired you to have a platform or an online presence? I love this question because I actually do. And the guy that inspired me most, in a weird way, was Super Mac 18 on (laughs) YouTube. He's like this. Please describe him for us. So he's this gay guy that is like my age-ish. And he was a YouTuber, and he, if I showed you his stuff now, it's like a very jarringly 2008, 2007, like, vibe. Like, early YouTube humor, but he looked kind of like me, he had braces, we both had blackberries, like, just like I saw myself in him and I wanted to be like him, and he had this big YouTube platform, and uh, I still don't have a YouTube. (laughs) I'm 26, but I have wanted one since I was like 14, 13, like watching this guy. And now he doesn't do anything. Like he, he does nothing on social. signed off. Yeah. He signed off. And (laughs) I think he's just like a normal guy working a normal job now. Interesting. Um, and the other one, what made him like, what did that bring out of you? Uh, because him. because I was so funny and people always told me <laughs> I was so funny. <laughs> I was just and, so funny. Well, and people always <laughs> told funny. people always you're told me people always told me like oh like you need to have a YouTube like oh my God Harry like you should have a YouTube like blah blah blah, and he was just like the tangible. If I did get a YouTube, that's what I would have been, and I always was like felt like a weird like 
invisible solidarity with him. He didn't know he who like I a, was, obviously. He was like a potential. Like, you're like, oh, everyone's telling me I'm funny and I should express myself, but he's doing it. Yeah. And I, and I could... I was so close. It was like, we literally looked kind of alike. <laughs> I'll show you a picture yeah, of them. Yeah, I want to see this. But and the then, other one um, was Molly Soda. And she was this kind of, like, underground goddess. Mm-hmm. On Tumblr, obviously, she was known. But her way of existing online informed the way that I exist online. And so in many that, other people, too. Yeah, so many other people. Yeah. She was, like, such a blueprint for, like... For Instagram stories, for all of us right now that are, like, mm-hmm. either just sitting on our stories looking at our faces or listening to music dancing yeah gifts anything like that molly soda was like Mm -hmm. the first person that i came into contact with that would sit in front of the camera and just fucking lip sync to Mm -hmm. taylor swift or put herself next to a gif or there's a lot of these girls like molly soda not just girls but people but a lot of girls, like it girls, like Molly Soto, who started really, really important and significant movements, yes. and then they don't get credit. And yes. it reminds me of like that's what. And so Molly, if you're out there, <laughs> Molly Soda, Molly Soda, <laughs> there should be a statue in a park. Yes, no, I, I would kill for a Molly Soda statue yeah. in a park. And I wonder, I'm like, is there anyone out there documenting this stuff, or is it just it happens so socially? You know, it's like it happens socially but on a mass scale you know like it's almost funny it's like when you're in high school and there's like that iconic bad girl that like changes the whole society in the school I don't know if you had that but LA was like you'd get some some trans like some new girl transplant girl from another school because she got kicked out and then she'd change the school all of a sudden everyone would have crop tops and like be in the parking lot and people were changing (laughs) (laughs) and I was like it's that but on a mass scale because of the internet so you have somebody like Molly Soda or like Corey Kennedy or Caroline even Caroline Calloway I could say in some ways like coming in and really influencing people but just like how nobody admits that they changed and started wearing crop tops because of the popular girl they're not gonna admit it and then people just it it takes on a life and there's no one documenting and saying well you know in 2009 the very first gift collage (laughs) but she really she really truly like i would just watch her and i would watch the anonymous question she got she did this have you ever watched her inbox full it's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it. It's literally, I think it's 24 hours long. It's this crazy fucking video where she doesn't take any breaks. She goes all the way through, reads every single message in her Tumblr inbox and with a straight face. And so she's like, why do you shave your armpits? Why do you smell bad? You're so pretty. You're hot. Do you have a boyfriend? How old are you? Where are your underpants from? Can you come to my casino? Like literally just like... Like, I just, like, I want her in a museum. I want Molly Soda in the museum. I want her to be the the first uh, weird YouTube video that fucking the Whitney acquires. But, like, I don't know if it's happening. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It's so, a thankless do- job. It's a thankless job, but we're here to thank you. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. Um, okay, so for me, I'm just going to mention one really specific person that changed my life that I think about every time I do something legit and cool. Um and it was right now she's still her count's still up if you look at thecoquette.net but it was coke talk did you ever hear of coke talk coke talk it was a tumblr woman and she was completely anonymous but she would write these detailed recollections of her life as just an la cokehead party girl but party woman she was like early 30s for sure i love that 
and she was anonymous and her username was coke talk and then she ended up changing it because she started to like evolve and sort of be this public figure and i remember the post that she made when she went from coke talk to coquette and she was like i'm all grown up now guys but she was anonymous you never saw even a hand like she was completely anonymous so you never knew if it was real and i was very skeptical at first i remember because i grew up in la I was born and raised in LA and I was like, people make up this story all the time. Like, it's not real, but it was real. And she would go to Coachella every year with an artist pass. Would she take pictures and stuff? No, she would take like very vague photos. Like she'd take a picture of like the, you know, the Ferris wheel, but then she'd write this amazing recollection of the day, you know? Is it still alive? It is still alive. And I kid you not, when I was never able to go to Coachella as a teen, as a kid, as like while everyone else was going, but... I had my heyday when I dated someone who played the festival and I got to go and the first thing I did and I was you know it was such a it was just one of those moments where it's like wow this is too good to be true right and then the next morning I immediately went on her profile her old tumblr and I went in the search box and wrote Coachella and I read every single Coachella entry that she made and I was like so emotional I don't know why does it read like a book Yes, and she did actually, she did one, she wrote a couple, she wrote like one book. She never did the memoir that she was meant to do. How old do you think she is now? She's got to be mid-40s. Essentially, okay, what's wild is like I watched her when I was a teen. I I mean, is there a chance that it's like Dakota Johnson? Like, is there a chance that it's like someone we know and that's the reason she was anonymous? No, I don't know because I don't know how much of it is true. You know what I'm saying? But it was honestly extremely true in the sense that now that I'm in the latter end of my 20s and find myself in situations that she's been in, it's all true. Like all her party stuff, the way she described hotels, things like that was all true. But then as she got older, things got sadder. And she kept saying like, LA is not the LA that I used to know. And she used to start, and then her post started changing. And then she was in love with this man who didn't love her back. But she'd always, she'd talk about her life like a memoir, but you didn't know what she looked like or who she was very tumblr right she also was famous for her um advice column and she's answered about maybe four of my questions including the day after i lost my virginity at 15 i <laughs> i asked her a question in her ass box and i was like i just lost my virginity <laughs> like what do i do and she said to me <laughs> she said uh your friends should bake you a cake that says happy fucking she was like congrats on not glorifying it as some like Experience like some, you know, the she was very anti like virginity, like, yeah, con- yeah. like you know, don't yeah, make yeah. it into this pure thing. Yeah, and she was like, Congrats on just having fun and getting it over with. And she was like, Happy fucking, and that changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she answered questions I had, and um, I even I even messaged her like only like three years ago and was like, I just want to let you know, like, you were like this big sister to me, and then she actually like replied and was like. I've left LA, I no longer live in LA, and it was the time of my life, and it's not who I am anymore, and I'm handing it off to the youth or whatever. Wait, so, <laughs> do, you, so do you know who she is now? Like, I have absolutely no clue. And that, oh my God, there's just like, no way. There's that, no I way. I would like lose sleep. I, I mean, I guess not, because <laughs> Super Mac 18, I have no idea where the fuck he is. <laughs> oh, Super Mac and Coquette. Yeah, but she was a big inspiration, and she was also a big inspiration in the way that she would write, and I think my writing style is really similar to hers, in the way of just kind of like... You know, just, like, being in a moment and just being so there, like, so present. Like, so present in such an L.A. moment, you know? Like, I'll never forget this story about her at dinner at the Chateau Marmont or something, and, like, someone took a doggy bag home. Like, it was just, like, these little niche things. Um, But she was a big inspiration to me. And she never went off anonymous, and I wonder... I want to go read all of her stuff now. I will show it to you. It's... Like, I'm really excited to, like, do a deep dive. Yeah. Okay, this... 
this fucking truck. We're really behind. We're in the middle of the ravines. Yeah, we're we're in like we're a in the wood, beautiful like woodsy valley. Ravines. And yeah, and then there's this caterpillar truck. <laughs> okay. Ooh, risky, 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 risky freak. Okay, I'm glad you <laughs> handled that. Wow, spooky. When you go on a first date with someone, how do you describe your profession? I struggle with describing my profession no matter what, whether I'm on a date, whether I'm talking to my parents, whether I'm conversing with my Uber driver, Uber driver whether I'm talking to young people at a party. Like, it's very hard. Um, it really just depends on the person. I will say that in terms of dating, I switch back and forth from wanting people to know about my Instagram versus not. But I think I've settled in a place where I actually do want that to just be in the conversation. Like I used to have a Hinge account, like a Hinge, the dating app, and I wouldn't have my Instagram attached at all. And I just wanted to meet people at face value. And that was something I wanted to do for a while. But then I would get really annoyed when it came to the point of dating someone or they found my Instagram or they already knew it. Um, or I told them what I did, the power dynamic would change so significantly. And it went from being this neutral, just two people getting to know each other and me being entirely myself, um, to this, uh, them saying that I have a bunch of followers, not really obviously understanding how, I don't know, that doesn't change me. Like, it's just not that big of a deal, but then making it this bigger deal. And then I would have to kind of manage this new perceptive property in the room and I really really resented that I really don't like that I really don't like um and we talk about this more later but the way that people like inflate the importance of like followers or how it makes them feel intimidated I understand that that's like a classic thing I've definitely felt that before but at this point I just don't want to deal with it or at least I want to either meet someone who is already there and knows what it's like and isn't mystified by it or someone who um doesn't think that it's so successful and great you know but nowadays I only use Raya and I talked about that app before which is a an app with like influencers and celebrities and essentially just people who you know either manage people that are that have a lot of you know eyes on them or have a lot of eyes on them and you don't have to explain these things and there's no power play and it's just like already in the conversation and I don't have to break down my you know, income bracket to someone, they just know that I've had to do that before where someone's like, I don't get it. And I was like, would it be easier for you if I just told you like, like follow them? Like if I told you exactly what I made from what every month, um, I did that with uh, SpaceX. Boy. <laughs> really? Yeah. On the first date I was like, you don't get it. Do you like, I'm just going to break down the money. And then he sort of got it. Um, which is not fun, <laughs> but yeah. So when I'm on a, an app like Raya, it's like a bunch of people who just understand, it and just are like oh yeah this is just something that exists like we have influencers we have people with followings and then they just do their thing so it's different all the time you know sometimes I'm making more art and I feel comfortable calling myself an artist sometimes I'm doing ads and maybe you know advertising part of the label <laughs> and I feel more like an influencer chick it really depends but Hara, um the label Hara, the label use my discount code size swim for 15 percent off <laughs> that's nice. true though but it's kind of fun to add in there and some podcast web. that's what i have to say yeah it's always changing um that's a i love that question it's interesting um i actually use instagram as a dating app uh and i have for the past couple years so i i haven't run into a guy that I've been on a date with yet that doesn't know about my Instagram account. Um, 
but it is kind of a double-edged sword because yes I'll meet the guy on Instagram and like maybe even have access to guys that I wouldn't have access to unless um, another fucking rogue truck literally rogue truck anyway um and i think another thing it has to do with like gay guy pride um you know i don't know any gay guy that doesn't want instagram followers so Mm -hmm. the fact that i have a couple i think makes them a little like weirdly jealous and it can kind of be like a point of contention yeah and I think I've been in enough positions where, like, I... I don't know. I just, like, don't... Um, <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know. I don't... I, I, it, it, it's not a topic that we, like, discuss on dates, I guess, is, like, the answer. But I will say, if you're, like, a hot, studious young man listening to this that doesn't care about Instagram hit me up because I feel like that would be like you said the dream you, you want a guy that either like knows what it's like yes. and like is chilling or doesn't care at all yeah like I, knows. I, don't, I don't want like some guy that is weirdly like silently like know what to do about it you yeah like, hold their hand and walk them through it like I understand and if anyone <laughs> if anyone out there is like dating someone with followers or with fame or whatever it's not that big when they're with you they're with you when they're in the room with you having dinner with you they don't feel like somebody with 100k they just feel like a like a girl on a date a guy on a date right yeah it's It's just so personal and i um i can't stress that enough it's like because how i feel when i meet someone that inflates my identity because of followers i'm like oh you're perceptively immature like you haven't lived having (laughs) having followers is kind of like getting a haircut in the sense that like once you get it once you have your haircut for a couple of days, you're used to it and you're like, okay. Yeah. But when you first get it, you're like, oh, wow, this is like so interesting, such a change. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a weird no, I love it. analogy. Haircut. But I love thinking about haircuts. Me too. <laughs> I love crying after haircuts. <laughs> okay. This is a okay. So I feel like that question is a really good kind of transition into one that was asked on um, in our story, but in like many different ways. But the most direct and, like, open-ended version was what is the biggest misconception about what you do or about influencers? How do you feel about that? Um, I think the biggest misconception that I run into is just people thinking that um, I'm always up to something crazy and cool and fun and, you know, special. When, in reality especially this year 2020 has been <laughs> a desert for influencers because there's no there's no parties or anything like I, I keep thinking about how last year I really kind of established myself as someone who goes out and hangs out with people and meets people or whatever yeah, and then love, this, you're this very good socially this year I wasn't able thrive. to do that yeah I, th- I thrive in that environment I think it's so much fun IRL. and I love I love being able to infiltrate that it, like it just feels like I feel like when I go to an influencer party that I, like, come down from the ceiling on, like, one of those, like, spy kids things and I come in and I, like, you know, suss out the room and, like, figure everything out and, like, just, like, take bits and pieces. 
to share with everybody. And last year, you were literally going to events. It felt like three times a week. Yeah. Like that was my favorite content of yours. Was, was like so much Sarah fun. Jessica Parker party, like <laughs> Cole Sprouse. Like it was so fun to watch. And I was like, this is really happening in New York this often. Yeah. No, it was like all the time. It was so much fun. <laughs> so this year, that's not happening. And that fairy dust, that like invisible like shield of like you're doing something cool all the time has carried over now and it's like I'm not doing anything like I'm sitting in my room like everybody else is like and you know as we literally like drive back from our like excursion (laughs) yeah we forgot to say okay so this is the last stretch this is the last five to six hour drive from San Francisco to LA we just stopped for Chipotle in, a, in Oakland. <laughs> it was delicious. Um, and now we're just, we're doing the last, like, stretch of the podcast. We're going to edit it in the car. And that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the misconceptions. <laughs> um, about influencers in general, I think um, that we're any different. And I know I that that's, say, like, the gayest celebrity answer. Like, yeah. like celebrities will answer that. Like, we're just people. And it really <laughs> is, true, though. Yeah. It's true. And it's also, that's true about the whole world. Like, I, know I think, it is. and I think people, like, you know, they say these things like, oh, we're all different, and like, you need to meet people where they're at. And it's like, yeah, that counts for everyone. Like, even celebrity, like, you can't group people together. And as someone who used to do that, I mean, I'm someone who used to look at influencers and be like, oh, these vapid whores. <laughs> like, you know, and I now being around these people and like getting to know people and like falling into it myself I'm like god what a waste of my brain to like make up something I didn't know anything about yeah you know yeah. and then it, like and also miss out on the joy in it <laughs> I, I can never relate to that because I just never even when I was like we talked about like a kid in my room on tumblr you know idolizing these people that I'd see online I never came up with weird narratives about who they were or like what they did or mm-hmm. I never and I never I never would like be in distress about it like mm-hmm. that is the weird I don't know if that's a misconception but just like people stressing out over people that they see online mm-hmm. for whatever reason is so weird to me yeah yeah it is weird that's not a misconception, though. What's what's your misconception? My misconception, time and time again, and this manifests in different ways, is kind of there's this deep seriousness that people think <laughs> is happening. Like, as if it's this kind of this whole scam con job that we, like, all sat down together. When it's really just, like... And this could be just how I live my life, I guess. But I just... I look at my life and the things that happen. I'm like, oh, that just occurred. <laughs> and it's, like, the influencer thing for literally everyone I talk to... It just kind of occurred, and you learn as you go, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in some hotel or something. And I, I know that sounds so like, oh no, yeah. like, but it really, I, w- I urge everyone yeah. to look at their lives and like, if whether you're in a relationship or you're covered in tattoos, did you sit down and think, in my life, I'm going to get this tattoo, this, tattoo? or did you just look back one day and say, wow, I have all these tattoos, wow, I'm, I'm in this relationship, and all, you know, and people get so freaked out about you know and I think the seriousness and also this idea that it's a personality trait I don't think celebrity or influencer dumb is a personality trait I really don't um people act like you have to be extremely narcissistic or like (laughs) self-absorbed to do it and I you know maybe there's some people who need that who really get off on the attention and maybe seek fame for that reason but I think a lot of the time it's just like you're doing your thing whether that's being a personality or sharing your work it catches steam and then you're, you feel supported and you keep going and it grows 
and then you just kind of look around and you're there um and then it gets to a point (laughs) whether the numbers get really big or something cool happens and everyone wants to find the scam or like wants to find the like you know why do they have this and I don't oh they must be a fucking raging uh narcissist and I'm not like it's like people use you as this buffer of like you know when in reality it's I don't know it's this big spectrum of yeah I think I I think the curtain's pretty sheer like you don't even need to you don't even need to pull it back as much as you just kind of need to like I don't know squint through it and be like you know look this is not some (laughs) crazy thing yeah I, I know the whole time that I'm talking about all of this stuff I'm like thinking about someone like I'm thinking about if I were listening to this and I wasn't in the position that I am, I I, th- I think I would understand what we're saying. Like, it makes sense. I know, I always wonder if I'm coming from that place of like, I don't know, like, it's just kind of human. And then I think of... <laughs> but I think... Because <laughs> I don't want anybody out there to be like... That's what I thought you'd fucking yeah, say. Yeah, shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up. But at the same time, we can't, we can't yeah. control that. It is the truth. Um, I, but going back I to the, the seriousness... <laughs> Yeah, you would have been like, how dare you? There's a lot of cutting off happening on this freeway right now. A lot of cucking. (laughs) Everyone's cucking each other on this freeway. Um, Harry and I have been saying that word constantly, just for everything, because yesterday, just like, things just kept going wrong, (laughs) like on the way from... Not wrong, but it was just yeah, things like things were just getting cucked up. A yeah, little bit. like the the road was windy. There'd be these big chunks of traffic, and then the Starbucks was like weird. <laughs> it was just like we kept being like, okay, we're like twenty minutes until we're decucked. <laughs> Get back to the hotel. Um, anyways, back to the seriousness of it. I just feel like the there's this kind that is of your misconception that's my misconception is like that's kind of what I see all the time and it's just like how do you how would you say that how do you think that manifests in like like how do you how do you what's an example of of people thinking that things are serious or something like is it in the form of comments or like messages that you get or like yeah like I think it's just the general opinion that I see being shared of influencers like when an influencer gets cancelled or when influencers are in the media it's like everyone's anger comes out about this kind of like this really specific narrative that applies to that word you know like or there's a lot of like women especially get a lot of hate on it you know like a woman's in a bikini and they're like oh she just shows her body all day and like makes money and like people are just angry and they're so serious about it and then you meet these women and it's like they're just having a good time like they enjoy the creativity of modeling of like putting an outfit together of composing a shot like you know they're not you know <laughs> cucking everyone like they're not <laughs> joking they're not like these evil you know minxes trying to take over the world and I think that's kind of what amazes me the most is that people just give too much power to people you know it's like people give me so much power that I don't think is warranted you know um it really isn't you know like I I live my life every day the same way that I lived when I was like a teen sharing a room with my sister and like nobody cared about what my caption said you know and it doesn't I don't know it's like people put so much power and like so much they invent so many theories on why someone is the way they are and like why they are doing this thing and I think it's just I guess it's only natural you know that people are very critical of a things they don't understand and b things that they feel challenge their scale you know like people make the mistake of saying 
Sai Swoon has 100k and she has people who love her and people who buy her things and now what does that say about me you know and I'm just like don't do that that doesn't matter I don't do that when I look at you know I don't say oh Kim Kardashian has a perfume line and, and millions of dollars and, and all this stuff why don't I like I just don't live that way and when people do and they use me as their like Skate scaling girl. point yeah like they're like you know what is it like when you're balancing a scale I'm like the little <laughs> I'm like don't do that it doesn't work it doesn't make sense and then all of a sudden I have this whole story attached to this thing that's not true and <laughs> I think some misconceptions can also spring from a technical standpoint where everybody has Instagram we all have the same app and yeah. so it's like okay but some people have a little blue check mark and mm -hmm. people wonder like how that happens and like yeah. and I think you know things how does can... it happen is you just have to be mentioned in the press that's literally it somebody has to write an article about you and then you that's literally it <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah, my, <laughs> that's what it my, is my experience was different <laughs> <laughs> i know but you but i made my my i had a press highlight that was very obvious yeah but i you know had a byline at mashable for a year <laughs> and i had you know mark in it that I know, but you didn't make it visible. Like, that whole conversation we had, I was like, you submit this thing to get a blue check, and they go to your profile, and they're just like, oh, okay. But with me, I was like, my press highlight was front and center, so it's like, the person doing the blue check did not know who I was. But you also... But I made it easy for them to think that I was. But you also did the, f the thing that anybody can do, which was take a picture of your license and submit it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I had to wait so until... Official. When Reels was coming out, someone from Instagram messaged me, and I thought it was a joke actual instagram headquarters from actual instagram like email at instagram.com and i was like okay this must be a joke but it's fine i was like hey what's up and he was like we want to tell you about this new feature called reels blah 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 and i was like yeah sure man but if you are reaching out to me to help like get the word out about this new feature on instagram like verify me yeah totally yeah, and like, really you're three hours later you were the one who told me Oh, yeah, I was the first one to see Harry's blue check, and I loved that. I love being the one to find out. Yeah, you, you FaceTimed me, and then I was like... I don't think you picked it up. Oh. No, no, no you... Fa I think you, you FaceTimed me, oh, and, then I, and I hung up, and I was like, I have to call my mom. Yeah, totally, totally. And then I yeah, no, mom. we did FaceTime. Yeah, that's true. Um, that was fun. Yeah, that was so much fun. But here's the thing about but those things... But I think things. that can be, like, that can be... That's something that people are always asking me about... Like how'd you get the blue check? Um, yeah, and just, like, things like that. Like, things about how ads work and stuff like that. And I think that that can... Those things that are, like, just tangibly there, mm -hmm. that... I think that can create some misconceptions as well. Totally. Also, like, I think... Also, there's too much power given to the blue check also. Like, I never cared to really have it. But that, that, here's the thing about the way I live my life. I just want to say this. It's not just influencer, but it's, like, everything is, like... I just let things happen and then I enjoy them in sort of this detached way of like, you know, and pretty much my whole Instagram is about this where it's just like, I feel like I'm just an avatar on earth and it's like, oh, okay, I guess this avatar was given this, this, doing well. this yeah, this like digital platform. Um, and then when I got the blue shack, I was like, hey, hey, hey like, what am I going to learn from this? Yeah. Um, but it's also not that crazy. Like, I, I guess when I 
maybe I don't know I guess to other people they think oh who is this person maybe that's the only thing that happens it's like why does she have a blue check I know but that's what I'm saying is like before I had a blue check I wanted to be one of the blue checkies you know <laughs> and and Instagram does perpetuate the you know the, the specialness of it because because the way the inboxes are it didn't change anything that's the thing because you wanted the blue check I know that you wanted it you enjoyed it but once you got it were you like it was just fun like I mean it's fun for sure um I commented more than I normally would on yeah. random posts because I knew that they would be seen more whatever but that's what I'm saying is Instagram pushes blue check marks like comments mm-hmm. and DMs the well top, there's yeah. DMs get there's a folder called top DMs or top yeah, requests. Yeah, like the most, yeah. So you have regular requests and then you have your <laughs> top requests and the top requests are like blue check mark like people. like priority flight. Yeah. No. But I'm saying on a personal <laughs> level, like once you... <laughs> so it just makes it easier. So like if a blue check but messages does that, you... Did that fulfill you? Like, like I know you wanted the blue check in this kind of dreamy way. Like, is that a huge cross that says save Jesus? Yeah. Oh no, Jesus saves. <laughs> save Jesus. No, but it doesn't say saves. It says... Jesus saves. Is that an S at the I end? Think so. Okay, it looks like the S got cut off, and then it says, Jesus save saved. Jesus. <laughs> you guys, save him. There's a crop circle. Yeah, it looks... Somebody in the crops, there's, like, a bunch of... Looks like short wheat. <laughs> the farmers wanted to cock everybody on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save Jesus. Now you're thinking about this. <laughs> We've cucked our brains. Okay. Um, but I'm asking on a personal level. Like, did you feel... Do you feel more excited or like that there's a benefit to having the blue check or was it just kind of a, a, a acquisition what's you yeah, well of course an acquisition but what's the word where you're confirmed <laughs> you're okay. when you're <laughs> confirmed, validated yes it was validation which is literally what it is it's called isn't it called validated verified, verified. verified my bad <laughs> verified which i love um and it's always just it's yeah it's a good it's a good it's good yeah it's good you know, misconceptualize everything. But it's funny because I think the purpose of the blue check, like verified, was so that you could uh, differentiate a fan account from a celeb account, right? Yeah. And then now it's become this whole other like societal yeah. <laughs> construct. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still I still get emails today that are like verify mm-hmm. Russia. It's also funny because I'm thinking of the validation aspect that you're talking about, and I'm like, okay, that could sound funky but also in the same way if you're working in an office and then you get a nicer corner office that's part of the you know like these constructs exist everywhere but it's like the blue check is the influencer version of getting an upgrade to your office or like a gold plate or like but it makes you it it makes it so that like things come easier like it's like the next level it's just leveling up the office is the same you know you have a nicer office then your clients will be more impressed and then yeah it's a ripple it's just like a ripple yeah that's another misconception is i feel like to me being part of it now and like looking at it and even the internet in general to me is just such a reflection of things that have existed for a long time of course and all you have to do is look at it and be like okay, how does this relate to something that I know or have experienced? And it'll be so blatant, like the blue check. It's like, oh, the blue checks, they're this stupid hierarchy. And it's like, well, this kind of weird, these weird symbolic ways that we give someone validation in their job or whatever have existed forever, (laughs) you know? Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's not that wild. Employee of the month. Employee of the month. Yeah, there was, I remember I was, um, you know, there was like student of the month in, in school. 
what did that do? Just make well, me feel cool for an hour? Yeah, you know, if Shannon gets employee of the month three months out of the year, then she's hot shit at work, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, and, and, and people might not even like her because of it. People might a simulation. People, people might turn their back on Shannon, yeah. you know, the second or third time she gets employee of the month. Bitch, you already yeah. had that. Or so everyone I'm, is just cucked by the corporation who's making them feel like a team with incentives when they're all being paid the same. <laughs> and never getting no i'm kidding that's different that's the whole thing but oh my god cows everyone cows oh oh my god cows on a hill cows and wind machines in the same breath to our right um the cow is pooping (laughs) pooping cow um anyways yeah misconceptions um abound yeah and i think because it's so new that's why misconceptions happen but i don't want to be rude i just think people need to just get a little better at critical thinking i just think it's so easy to be like oh my god scary new thing must be must be egotistical and crazy. it's just like step back and like do some brainstorming i will say though and i know that this has <laughs> nothing to do with space but hear me out if you have someone who has been to space and someone who hasn't been to space the person that has not been to space is always going to be like well what the fuck is it like like i can't even imagine like you know eating frozen food in space for three months i can't imagine my feet getting soft and like i don't even want to go actually fuck you right (laughs) but then the person that has been to space is like come on like you know what it's like to eat freeze-dried dipping dots like you know what it's like like you 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 could just figure it out and so not touch the ground for a few seconds (laughs) so i get it like i understand why yeah you know people are you can't yeah I also am a firm believer like spiritually like there's this idea like you won't like it's very oh look an American Girl doll in the wait where oh my god no way oh my god don't no don't who is she what's her name she's an OG which means our generation okay so she's, she's an our generation doll which is like the target American Girl doll oh my god and she is dead up I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna rear end her <laughs> Wait, this reminds me of... Who was the girl in the trunk in that movie where she gets kidnapped? Was it Chloe Grace Moretz? No clue. Um, so there's an American Girl doll just haphazardly in a trunk. And uh, Harry's filming it. We're right behind this doll. We were tracking this doll. Um, but I guess I can give my my spiel. <laughs> we'll do this. <gasps> I don't even know what I was saying. What was yeah. I, do you remember? You don't remember. Yeah, no. Th- I also... Just you were talking about space, and then I was like, oh, well, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> Sorry, the doll the, is literally... The doll, she's winning now. She's just, she's uh, taking the, the shine. <laughs> um, the idea, like, there's... It's obvious that you don't know something until you're experiencing it and i think so much of life oh my god she turned around okay there was like a there was a moment where i went at breaked kind of hard including the the doll which has now been turned to its side okay um she looks it's really funny that she changed positions. yeah she she's switching up positions for you yeah okay i think i think that's it for misconceptions um and in case I'll just say what I was saying what I was saying was that 
you know, you don't know what something's like until you're there. And that's something that I've learned in life myself as someone who, you know, for example, was anonymous online for so long because I was like, I'm never going to post myself in a whatever. I'm not one of those girls. And then I finally was like, what the fuck is those girls? What the fuck are these lines? Why do these things exist in my brain? They're, you know, and that's when the shape shifting thing came into play where I was like, there's no such thing as those girls and me. There's just a big spectrum of humans. Some of them I'll bond with, some of them I won't. And I am not about to lose. <laughs> I'm not about to get cucked <laughs> by illusions. I'm not going to like sit here and, and make, you know, lines between other women and me until I either know them well or I know their situation and can actually make good judgments. And so when it comes to things like influencers, celebrities, fame, selfies, all these things that people, you know, want to criticize, it's like, you know, until you're there or you're next to someone <laughs> who's there and you can really get a good insight, you could just see kind of the innocence of it the joy in it and the the lightness of it the kind of playful internet experience we're having that is not (laughs) so fucked yeah it's kind of i mean yeah i don't need to dwell it's like getting a (laughs) it's like getting a stupid comment from someone who doesn't have a profile picture named you know nessa 3742 and it's like well she does nessa doesn't know anything clearly (laughs) She doesn't have a profile picture. <laughs> she doesn't know how to use the app. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We know that Nessa is probably an influencer with a fake side account. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also don't think Instagram is a place for genuine conversations and genuine insight onto people. And people say that all the time. They're like, that's another... People are always paradoxing, you know? And that's another thing, too, where they say, you know, Instagram is fake, influencers are fake, and then yet they try to have real conversations and real, like... You know. <laughs> well, I have a question for you. Have you ever met someone who was not like their online persona or vice versa? Or I guess, yeah, that makes no, there's no vice versa to that. Like, have yeah, you- and when I met those people, I don't. Because I know that there's different... I feel like, for example, you are exactly as you are. Yeah, no, I know. But that's, that's why we're friends. Because I'm also exactly as I yeah, am. And we've talked about... We've <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we've talked about this before. And I remember what you said. And I remember I agreed with you. Is that I would never not do that. Because that sounds, like, really scary. I would be scared to perform online. Like, I just don't want to, like, disappoint people. So why would I why would I be different online and then different in person? Like I just, that sounds like chaotic. Well, especially if we're talking influencers, I get, I get like Emma Watson being different than she is because we don't know who the hell she is. She's an actress, but with, with influencing you're, you're yourself. Um, so it makes sense that you would want to, you know, you would want to err on the side of authenticity. (laughs) I know some people make personas out of like a creative, it's like a creative outlet as to make this persona or a self-protection thing. Sure. Um, (laughs) Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lady Gaga, Kylie admitting that she doesn't, she's a persona and doesn't show her real personality anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And that's another thing I just want to say, like this just keeps getting layered for me is just, it's not like it's not you're either influencer or you're not it's just that it's another job full of different things in the same way that you know some people can be addicted to weed some people have a joint a month in this tub you know what I mean it's like there's a just a broad spectrum of like what our vices are and for some people social media can be a very toxic place creating a persona can be a very toxic thing and then for other people it's like a video game you know and it's like it's such a spectrum (laughs) We should um, we should reconvene when and if, if when, we 
you know, get to five million followers or something <laughs> to see if this conversation <laughs> is different. Happen. Or when we're like, or if we, you know, living in a basement. Well, and imagine we're like, if, remember when we were having fun on Instagram. <laughs> So here's another question, which was in a similar realm of misconceptions, and somebody asked, are the fake friends and gossip amongst influencers as real as I imagine? Imagine, I liked what you said yesterday about how, like, it's like coworkers. It's like having coworkers in, like, a retail job. It's like you get along with some, like, some of you guys kind of do the job the same way and maybe have the same, like, sneaky tendencies, and those are people, it's like a, you know, there's, like, yeah, there's, like, your one best work friend, right? And then maybe you guys maintain a relationship outside of work, and there's, like, the next tier of, like, work friends, but, like, if you, when you go out with them for a drink, you're like, oh, this isn't real life, like, we're just talking about work, and then there's, like, the other tier of, like, people you'd never want to see, and they're just strictly, like, work people. That's how I feel, too, where it's, like, you're someone who I've just, like, grown with online, and we both bond over getting similar emails and dealing with similar like job things and we always talk about how we are perceived you know but then there's other people who I'll meet and like hang out with and like we'll have a good time and we'll have some conversations and maybe help each other out in some kind of cool business way but we don't become close but we like stay you know it's like it's very chill it's never I would never say it's fake yeah, no, I don't think it's... It's not dramatic either. Yeah, no, it's, it's never dramatic. Yeah, it's not dramatic. <laughs> it's not dramatic. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I think, not to dwell on the past, but last year when I was going to all of these events, I would run into people that were people that I knew from online, that we knew each other from online, and we'd make, like, small talk, and it would be exactly what you would think it would be if you saw someone at work at a party and you would be like hey what's up like what's good nothing crazy though it's not it's not like there's some secret back room where we're all like (laughs) taking off our clothes and like (laughs) that'd be fun though i wish there was like more nudity and influencing yeah no i wish there um but yeah no that too i was thinking that's another thing to kind of bring up the past where i was like it's like getting a corner office or something it's like with this it's like if you're in a job if you're in an industry you're gonna be friends with other people in the industry and some of those people will be business relationships and some of them will become fun little besties yeah no but respect all across the board i will say i think the only interesting thing would be in terms of like posting up um it can get not not weird but it can get kind of like no but that's for everybody if you're if you're If you're having drinks with a work friend, you would be like, hey, man, can I put you on my Instagram story? Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's the same thing with this. It's the same thing. It's like kind of a boundary because, you know, everybody knows. I always ask. I always ask. Everybody knows that they're online and whatever, but like. Yeah, and when you're going to. Whoa. You're crazy. I don't know. (laughs) This is right. Great question. And then the other question was, and this one I just want to. I feel like I already answered previously, but I just thought it was such a wild question. It was just one of those questions where I was like, okay, okay we need to set I, this straight. But someone said, do you think you are better than your followers? And I was like, I I think the word followers, first of all, I think is faulty because I'm very into words. I'm very into the idea that like words have so much power. So it's like calling a bunch of people that follow a page, that it's honest because it's like following is actually a really lovely word it's like oh i'm following what you're doing like it reminds me of like observing something with your eyes and like following like a horizon but then following also implies a um power dynamic when in reality 
you know, I'm trying to think of the, like, the power given to someone online is only as far as you give it. You know what I mean? And... Yeah, I think that just bleeds into everything else that we're talking about. It's it's just... So short answer, no. I don't think my followers are... I don't think people who follow me are, like, lowly... Like, I would never think that. I just think they're people who relate to me, and I would probably relate to them on some level also, because if I'm talking about stuff that they resonate with, then we probably have stuff to talk about. And then, you know, I'm just a a mirror, I guess. I just feel like I'm a mirror. I don't think I'm, you know... (laughs) Yeah, no. I think the only time that I would, um, like, size myself up against a follower Mm -hmm. would be, like, a hot guy that I think is, like overly hot and I'm like why are you following me like almost only like dating yeah Yeah, like I want you to like (laughs) but like if you want to follow me like come like hang out you know what I mean like and and when I say size up I I just mean like look at in any sort of different light than I would anybody else Mm -hmm. like does that make sense I don't know yeah I I can share that I I feel the same I think my only power plays are like in dating that's where I feel power plays but yeah online like I don't no, I don't. And also as someone who also follows people, like I follow quote unquote influencers and and creatives online and not because I think I'm, I don't know, not because I think that they're like godly leaders. I just like, they got something that I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now that we've kind of gotten into the relationship between the sort of audience and public figure and a lot of the illusions that exist there. Um, we also got a lot of questions regarding the inner experience. So being someone who shares online and who a big part of their life is being visible and curated. Um, so this question came up in many different ways, but it was, this was my favorite wording. How do you maintain a sense of inner self while projecting a persona online? Um, that is a good question. I think, um, I think everybody goes through trying to figure out who they are, especially in their 20s. I don't think anybody in their 20s has it 100% figured out. But I think having um, a public persona would... It, exasper- it, it it heightens all of those feelings because you're not really able to think out... I ha- personally, I have trouble thinking outside of it because I know that, like if I'm thinking about doing something I always have to filter it through like okay but like can I post this can I make content out of it like is this a good look for me Mm -hmm. um because I can't really I can't really think outside of it I know does that make sense I feel like you have live within the context yeah I think I'm more informed by the context of Mm -hmm. my Instagram than I would like to be Mm -hmm. And I, um, We're working on that. We had yeah. many discussions about that this trip. <laughs> yeah, many epiphanies. Um, to quote Taylor Swift, I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still <laughs> trying to find it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's a combo meal. And Instagram and being, you know, freshly 26 is like, who am I? And, like, also- and who, do I, who do I want people to think I am? And the fact that that is in my control more so than the fact... Like, I have more control over what other people think of me than I feel like I have control over who I think I am. Does that make wow. sense? Like, okay, I'm wait, able, that's crazy. I'm able to, like, paint this picture that, like... I feel like sometimes I'm not even, like, 
like like I'm colorblind like I can't see the colors or like I'm not even holding the brush like you know what I mean like I can control the image that I put out there but sometimes I'm like I don't even know what the like I don't even know what this is like you really you know you really have I I, I really leaned yeah I really leaned into doing brand deals um so that definitely you know makes you you have to think about things and like for example the most recent one of the most recent campaigns that I did they reached out to me you know we did the whole back and forth with like what is the content gonna look like blah 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 um caption is usually like the last thing that needs to be approved like so so I have all the pictures like the visuals are done but what what am I saying like what's the caption you need to incorporate these hashtags whatever and I I don't if um how do I explain this I part of my like shtick or whatever like I I like to like do wordplay and I like to like play with words and how they're spelled and I used a specific spelling that I would use like like I wrote slide off but instead of writing slide off I like combine slide and off together and then add an f to off and an e to off so it says like slide off and the brand the brand sent it back to the PR person and was like what is this supposed to be funny yeah, just some, something like that where it's like, okay, well, you guys asked me to do this. Like, ask the Harry Hiller, isn't it? Like, it, like, pans to your fans, and they're like, we like it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like, okay, live studio audience on the count of three. <laughs> Slide yeah, off. Like part of your thing. But basically, the whole point is, is that um, it is, you know, it's definitely, I, I've said this before, just that you know I'm a content creator but sometimes I feel like the content is creating me yes and um you know that's uh you have to you have to put down the phone sometimes yeah figure it out but what do you like how do you feel about that I feel like because you're you you inspire me to be more like I don't know, not that I'm trying... It's the weirdest thing, because it's not like I'm trying to put out this image that isn't who I am. It's just I don't know who I am. So in the meantime, take this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in the meantime, like, I'm still figuring my shit out. But, like, in the meantime, like, here... Interesting. Here's what I am right now, maybe. Yes. Well, and there's little other aspects. Like, who's taken an Instagram picture? You know, you edit it for three minutes. Nothing crazy. Like, you put on a filter. Yeah. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Post it. But then as you keep revisiting it over the course of the day and like the more you look at it, the more you're like, what is this? And like, why did I post this? And like, I hate myself. (laughs) Also, I will say, I mean, back to the spectrum of influencing is like you don't face tune. You don't edit your photos other than like color and like same here. Like I just I like cursed images. So I'll like make my images look a little cursed and like oil painting like. But I don't do any face tune. I don't do anything like that. I guess the furthest like con would be like good angles and lighting pretty much because I you know we all look different all the time but I I guess I know my angles to look the way that I want to look but um there are people out there how do you feel about you know heavy face tune and heavy editing like does that I know it bugs a lot of people does it bug you or do you yeah no it doesn't bug me because I'm not expecting what you want i'm not i'm gonna open instagram and expect fucking like you know an apple on a plate yeah like it's it's not it's not a still life like it's not gonna look 
Yeah, like, how can you expect 3D reality from a 2D plane? Yeah, well, well, just that and I guess everything we've been saying up until this point, like, I don't give that... I don't... I just don't think of... Yeah, you don't care. Yeah, I mean, Khloe Kardashian, it's, like, fun to talk about her and be like, oh, haha, like, new I face wish, for Khloe. That's how I felt, too, and I wish people had, like, once again, the literacy and the common sense and, like, the critical thinking to talk about people like Kim... Like, like Khloe Kardashian or the whole Kardashians... But, like, from a theoretical perspective and not this, like, serious emotional perspective of, like, what does this mean for society? It's, like, you know, and, and like, being mean to Chloe and calling her, like, a narcissistic, like, fucked up family. Like, all these things that are just these personal, like, psychological attacks when we could just step back and have these kind of neutral conversations about the direction of beauty and the direction of digital life and, like, where it's all going. And I think I end up staying out of these conversations a lot and just, like, really not letting it on my page because there's no responsibility there like the way that like you and I can be like whoa Chloe like you know without like dissing her and creating an entire narrative of like her personality and who she must be which I think is once again just takes up fake space in the brain I would much rather talk about what does this mean for the future of plastic surgery what does this mean for the future of how we have memories and look at ourselves like are we living through the camera like you know and that's not necessarily negative or positive it just is really fucking interesting yeah yeah i think it's definitely easier i would say for me as a gay guy like i'm never gonna you know like i like it's just not that's not what i'm gonna look like ever (laughs) like i'm not gonna (laughs) look like chloe ever so it's not something that i'm comparing myself to um i mean i guess i could like hold myself up to like i don't know james charles or something like (laughs) i'm not gonna i don't know i just like i no i don't think that way yeah does that you know i just don't i don't expect that out of anybody i would like i do enjoy i would love if we all got to a point where um just the same way that makeup is totally embraced like makeup can make you look really different but we're all aware of makeup's existence and it's very in our face like everyone knows about makeup and it's that it exists i would love if everything in the beauty industry was that normalized or that um accepted and transparent where it's like someone can be like oh got my fillers today oh got a nose job because i wanted this nose i feel like a lot of the problems would be solved if we were just like this is the same thing as putting on lip liner i get it i just yeah i know it's cuckable i think it's i love talking about this stuff i love hearing people's theories on it i do too but i again and i know like people are gonna be like oh my god like you want people to be literate fuck you but it's like well, I don't say, I don't when I say basic. literate, I don't mean learn how to read. I mean, like, <laughs> actual, like, literacy in, like, the sense of, like, comprehension of being able to... That's even worse. To separate... <laughs> you want people to understand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to just read the words on the page. I want them to be like, you know, who am I? Who are they? And what are the illusions that is, exist in my ego that make me so ready for a fight when I can just sit back and fucking enjoy the passing show? You know, I... <laughs> like, I don't know. But once again, you know, I live in this Society. this way. I just, like, I have a very strict belief system that goes so deep to my core that, like, permeates everything I do. And it's really just, I'm just not going to be swayed. I can't be swayed into this, like, storm. Because it's, like, life is so, <laughs> it's just so, it flows Life-y. through me. Yeah. But no. <laughs> life occurs life occurs and then you make the narrative later and then that's the ego's joy (laughs) but trying to make the narrative as it's unfolding that's when we that's when we get problematic 
Harry has the mega Smarties, which I've actually never seen. I didn't want to make a big deal, but I've never seen that before. Giant Smarties? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they're kind of rare, but I saw them when I was getting water at CVS. And... Water. Um, great. Okay, another part in this segment. How do you create a healthy balance? Whoa, fuck. Swerving. How do you create a healthy balance between documenting your life and living in the moment? I also think this is kind of an archaic perspective. I feel... I just feel like when I hear that question, I kind of, it reminds me of, it feels like a boomer question because I just think, I don't know. I feel like it's like, does anybody out there just, I think if you're taking photos of a moment, you're in the moment. I think if you're on your phone, let's say you're at a beautiful waterfall and you're on your phone reading Twitter. Yes, you're out of the moment. But if yeah. it's like documentation to me is art. It's like scrapbooking. Like people have been scrapbooking since the beginning of time. Did you say... When they open their scrapbook, do you say, you weren't in the moment when you took a photo of your baby? <laughs> no, you don't say that. But there's something about the internet, maybe because it's so in our face all the time. Yeah, it's so in our hands. It's like way too... Uh, it's accessible. Too accessible. It's accessible. It's constant. Um, is the question, is it hard to create a work-life balance? <laughs> no, it says, uh, how do you have a healthy balance between documenting and living in the moment? Okay, so... Um, I think it, I would say that it comes with practice and, um, yeah, practice and awareness and also the desire to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, like right now we're on this road trip. I am driving all day, every day. (laughs) And the last thing I want to do when I get back to the hotel is sit on my phone and like make a story. I am so excited to make this story just not yet does that make sense like like I I think I love taking like I'm literally like recording like us like going down the hill in San Francisco like I because I want that moment and it's like whatever but I don't need to post it yet yes that's the question right is like how do you maintain that yeah maybe okay to me coming out of a moment would be posting it on site you know what I mean like I think that for me coming out of a moment because of the internet would be a once it like being on twitter and reading like donald trump tweets or something while you're at a beautiful place or b like you said posting on site like being like oh i just took a video i'm gonna post it right now because then you're you know i'm so guilty of that though like say you're standing in line for starbucks whatever and you have two choices right you can either take out your phone which like starbucks isn't a moment worth (laughs) it's not like a no i (laughs) Yeah, you said a beautiful place. <laughs> no, but you're right. You're right. I do. I know. I, but, I feel What that. I'm saying is, like, I'm very guilty of, like, scrolling, sc- like, scrolling mindlessly. Like, when yes. you drive to CVS and you don't remember driving. Totally. Like, I scroll and I'm like, I don't I have no idea what I just saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, you know what? I've been fixing that. I had that a lot in the, especially the beginning of the pandemic, where I was just, like, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I would be, I'd be seeing stuff I already saw and I just keep going. And I realized it was, like, a Ooh. more of, yeah, more of, like, a weird hypnosis and like which I also understood and I didn't berate myself for because I wasn't like oh I'm cucked by the internet I'm like well I could also have a I could have developed an addiction to churning butter like you know I just happened like I'm addicted to this motion but we're all addicted yeah it's like and it was a motion but then I kind of fix that or at least make sure that I'm you know aware when I'm of a goal when I'm scrolling or something I don't know if that's the answer I had that I wanted. (laughs) 
I guess what I'm saying is I we both enjoy documenting. Yes. But we also practice the self-awareness of not making the documentation the main point of interest. And I think what Gabby's trying to say is just like um uh, no, I get what you're trying to say, but I will say watching you over the past couple days create content exactly like we're talking about like me and Gabby would be like in bed like doing our like evening scroll but Gabby would be like making like uh, like on her stories like close friending and like whatever and I had no idea she was doing that like I didn't even realize does that make sense I don't know what I'm trying to say like I I think I seem really relaxed is that what it is I do it in moments of relaxation this is something that James actually has called out she was like you don't realize this she was like a lot of people don't go on their phone to relax but you do yeah and to me content creation is relaxing because its root for me is in tumblr yeah so being on tumblr late at night and like going through and like scrolling and and curating and reflecting to me is like that is my like internal massage yeah so you seeing me you're like oh you were making content that whole time yeah but then when i watch you it's like you have a very i don't want to say tortured experience (laughs) (laughs) it's not tortured it's just like you take it more seriously i think I just, you have goals and incentives like you are at work and in part it is because you actually have real partnerships like well, you have somebody waiting on the other end yes I have real partnerships but at the same time I would say that I like I like record and take like more pictures I feel like and then I end up with like just a huge amount of stuff to like filter through and that daunts me but once I'm in it then I'm having a good time um, so with all of that considered, um, someone asked, does it all feel very meta? And I think that is the only good question, <laughs> the only right question, because yeah, it absolutely does. And I think the internet, to me, <laughs> has proven time and time again to just be, like I always say, an infinity mirror that's just showing us what we've already been doing, but just magnified once again. And it is meta. And to be in the control seat and to experience it in a bigger way, you know, being both an observer and a performer on the internet, um, is fascinating. I enjoy every second of it. I feel like I'm learning everything every day. Yeah, I would say it's definitely... um, It's definitely meta to be, you know, reading or seeing things where it's like influencers do this or like blah 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 and it's like oh but like am I part of that I think and that has like that's you know freaks me out a bit before where I'll send something to Gabby that is like condemning influencers for something and Gabby will be like but they're not talking about you (laughs) and so it's just like a constant you have to remind yourself that like you're not yells at you yells at everyone but sometimes it doesn't fucking apply to you yeah no so i think that's where like the meta-ness comes in for me and also just like identity stuff like who am i and like what do people think like you know just like i can control what people think to a certain extent but i don't even know what i think that's where it gets meta i think for me so you keep saying like i can control what people think and i love that because what it makes me think is like i could like, what if I just... Like, do you ever think that you could just pretend to do something so terrible 
or like <laughs> I mean I always think of it not something terrible but I always think about hopping on my story with like a New Zealand accent and like kind of just like talking for like a bit yeah. and like seeing if anybody kind of like clocks it or like figures it out uh-huh. You know, I used to be... And some well, people, maybe that'd be the first day that they're on their page, and they'd yeah, be like, oh, my God, this yeah. New, New Zealander moved to New York. Yeah. yeah. So then, like, you know, the next day when I drop off the accent, it stops, you know, everybody's kind of freaking out. Yeah, like, you... Yeah, that's actually interesting. I never think of that, because, like, we were saying, you just and like I stupid stay like so that, real. Though. But you could just, like, really fuck with people if you wanted. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think if there's anything, like, if there's any weird, like... I don't think there's anything that I'm like no like we already said it would be scary to like yeah scary to pretend yeah and it's like the internet makes us so aware of our ego and I don't mean the ego as like narcissistic ego I mean literally the psychological term of like what keeps you living and what keeps you involved in society and managing yourself I don't know I just think it is meta because to me it's like therapy it's like it magnifies the human condition and then I can look at that and come to conclusions that help me live and cope and learn and Copenhagen <laughs> yeah no. help Sorry, me Copenhagen yeah, no, um, I, I just want to say that <laughs> Gabby and I have been driving for four days five days and I am taking advantage of the fact that I've got Gabby in the seat next to me to like soundboard off of because I am just in a place right now I feel like I'm in kind of like a crossroady place yes. so that's why if you hear me in my answers kind of being like confused and like like I don't even know what you would whatever but I just want to just for context like I am figuring stuff out right now mm-hmm. transitory but also posting ads that have to like come from an authentic place yes. quote unquote so that's uh, so I'm trying to figure it out so I guess that I mean that kind of uh, uh, informs this podcast mm-hmm. because we've got someone who's very comfortable right now I will say yeah. I have been in that transitory place right now I feel very yeah you're very grounded yeah but not always not always very comfortable yeah and so it's just um, so yeah if you're if you're hearing me do say whatever yeah if you if you're hearing me be cucked it's because i don't know who i am right now but i will yes yeah and that's okay and i want to say what that makes me think of that is super meta and that's the thing too is like this idea that like people online and influencers are like feeding this machine it's like no it's like with anyone else it's like you have moments where you don't really know who you are but you still have to go to work yeah right you're heartbroken and you still have to yes ring up (laughs) bring up stuff at the register um and it's the same thing it's Katy perry getting broken up with by russell brand right before going on stage you know (laughs) what i mean it's it's kind of like that whereas you know russell brand didn't break up with me but 2020 did put it put a damper on my momentum that i had last year and uh i know that i know 2020 fucked a lot of people it cucked a lot of people but um that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted yeah. to say that, like... And to me, that is meta. The fact that I'm, like, figuring it out, but also, like, you know... And that it has value. Perhaps making it appear like I'm not. Like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't post about not really knowing what I am doing. Mm-hmm. 
but I'll talk about it here. Yeah. Is that Safe bad? Um, is, does that make me inauthentic if I'm not... Not that I'm lying about anything. I don't think anything. it's inauthentic. I think it's a, a recognition of a safe space. Okay, you're talking about it with me or on this podcast. Those are two safe spaces where... So it's like anyone who's made it this far on the podcast clearly is either enjoying it or livid. <laughs> <laughs> or they're learning something. But, I mean, it's not... <laughs> it's like... And also who's made it this like it's just like to me pod like podcast is like there's a certain person who's here who needs to get this far um and then thanks for thanks for hanging out with us i really do feel like i hope that you guys feel like you're you know in the back seat poking your head out in from the back saying are we there yet the car noise is help they're endearing right yeah Yeah. (laughs) hopefully it sounds good conversation yeah Oh, look at that that place, Anderson's Pea Soup. I've been there. Oh. <laughs> it was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing to stop for. But it was cute that they tried. And that it's famous for just being famous. Um, <laughs> just like Kim Kardashian's <laughs> always like, why is Kim Kardashian just famous for being famous? And then you go on the road and you see all these, like, attractions that are just famous for being famous, you know? Yeah. Like, actually, that's so funny. Like, this, like, Anderson's Pea Soup place. What's Rotten Robbie? Exactly. It's like on like, the map. Okay, Same like with Kim Shake, K. I know Shake Shack is famous for a burger. How is that different than being famous for an ass? <laughs> it's true. It's the same piece of meat. Yeah. Right? Just famous a very, for a piece of meat. John yeah. Hamm. What it's up? It's a spiritual perspective. All material is material. If material is famous, it's the same as being a roadside attraction. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. If you could change Instagram in one way, what would that be? I would bring back chronological posting. Yeah, I agree with that. A chronological timeline. Yeah, I'm trying to... Do we know what the benefit is for them of not having chronological posting? Is it just more control, algorithmic control? Yeah, they can place ads. Yeah, I would love a chronological order because once again, I totally experience instagram like tumblr i just want to see if someone just posted someone two seconds ago and it's emotional i'm like oh yes now i want it now i don't want it tomorrow okay so just an interesting little factoid but the algorithm so tumblr perfect example of something that's just like pure chronological order right it's all laid out it's all lined up you can scroll forever but it's already there i saw a tiktok that was talking about the tiktok algorithm you know how you TikTok is so easy, you just watch the videos. And then the next video comes up. Like you like scroll and it's the next video. That next video isn't loaded until you scroll. So like that next video could change depending on how you interact with the video that you're uh, watching right now. Okay, do you ever think about that stuff and think of it as mind control? Yeah, but like also like symbolic of how the universe works. <laughs> Like, algorithms to me are so re- revealing of, like, That makes sense. Like, if, you did, if, I, if we did one thing right now, then something would happen. Yeah. But if we did another thing, another thing would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird when you know that a corporation's kind of in control of it. But then, you know, what if the universe is too? But, like, I mean, just, I don't know. I always think, like, algorithms to me are so evident of, like, the same way, like, what you put energy on grows. It's like, yeah, if you look at your ex and his friends every day, that's going to be your whole explore page. So, yeah, um, I would want chronological. What would you want? What would I want? Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. I don't know. 
I guess I would want... Oh, I would also love, like... I would love, and I know everybody's going to hate this, because everybody that... I, I would love if you could have a subscription to someone's page. Yes, 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 yes. I think, okay, subscription, I would also like some kind of archive system that would help because it's like I have so much content that like let's say a year ago you know I made something I I'm still really proud of but it's like now it's way down yonder like I wish I can't even think of a design but a design where or like chapters where I could be like like highlights I guess do that but highlights are so flawed but like a way where I could be like here's all the guides I've made over the years you know and that are still relevant that I still you know or like my favorite memes like if someone wants to look at every meme I've ever made about you know existence I think I would just like highlights, but more navigational. Yeah, and it's like, or I should just make a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I'm making a book yeah. where I'm printing out stuff that's just already online, and I wonder about that. But I, I would like, yeah, some kind of archival system because, yeah, it is funny that we're sort of encouraged, and I think that's on purpose because I'm sure that Instagram really banks off the fact that we, since because if I had a way, if my page, you could see an archive of everything I've, I've done, I would be more confident. I think in my work because I would have a way of seeing it all in one place as opposed to being like oh all I see is my most recent eight posts all everyone else sees is my most recent eight posts and so this is who I am but if I sit back and I say oh wow I made this really cool thing that a lot of people really loved I came out with this last year but it's still really relevant like Instagram visually without you have to stop and think about everything you've created and done but Instagram makes it so only what you've most recently done (laughs) is at play and I think that really helps Instagram only because it makes you keep going and keep and have this illusion that you need to keep going so quickly and make new stuff so quickly to keep up with what you just did but in my opinion I mean something you made two years ago that's still relevant and awesome is is still huge like it's part of your era (laughs) it's so crazy that we don't think of it like that because it's like you know if we think about a singer's albums it's like we're still listening to the we have a favorite album that we continue to listen to Mm -hmm. years later yeah totally and people those are nice dms to get people will be like you posted this like three years ago but like i still think about this every day and that's where kind of i think traditional creativity bridges with digital creativity where i'm like oh people you do live on in the hearts of people you know like i could have given heartbreak advice two years ago to someone that's still carrying that advice um even if you go to my page right now and I've just most recently been in hotel baths, like not giving any advice at all, yeah. <laughs> just basking in my post heartbreak. But then it's relevant because I was really heartbroken when I wrote that advice. Now I'm not heartbroken and now I'm just in a tub. <laughs> There's the narrative, folks. But yeah, I would love it to be more like lifetime oriented, like a lifetime of work, not like today I did this, today I did this, today I did this, like keep it up. And I, I wonder how that's going to affect society in the sense that like, do musicians feel like they have to crank out shit constantly yeah, of course. now? Right. Yeah. But before it's like, you'd made a, make a solid album and I know, I know there are some artists that would crank shit out, but like, I don't know. It just didn't seem so hasty. It would happen over a lifetime. You'd get like three solid albums in like someone's 30 year career. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it's good or, or bad. I don't think it's either. I think it's just well, it's definitely not fast paced. <laughs> I don't think it's helpful because I think you know that that, that pressure is not yeah. society. Everything's just fast paced. The infinity mirror has been triggered. Yeah. And just like in the infinity mirror, you kind of you know you move and it follows you <laughs> quickly, quickly, quickly. I don't know. It's good to be aware of. And I think 
we can sit here and be like, is this good or bad for society? Or we can be like, no, this is society, but I am a conscious being that wants to be self-aware and wants to enjoy life and be around those who also want to enjoy you know, life. I think the whole seat warmer of this situation, of this conversation, <laughs> is the idea that this is also new and we don't have the answers. We don't know what what the effect of an iPhone carried in a hand for 10 years or 20, 30, 40 years is going to have on us. Like, we don't know, we like... Also don't know if, like, we're even going to think it's a problem or if it'll just become so infused in our reality that we'll never... You know, like, airplanes are fucking crazy. What's happening? Is like, that your dent in your finger? Yeah, so I have the finger crook. I have one, too. Yeah, we all have it. Phone. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that to me, that's crazy. It's like, what is that going to do to our eyes? I know, but think of everything else that happens to the body. If you were... If you were working totally, as a blacksmith totally. yeah. back in the day and, like, fucking grinding metal all day, you'd have some crazy hands, you know? Yeah, Marie Curry. I have a friend, my friend's mom was a hair, did hair cutting her whole life, and now she has a deformed thumb. Like, you know, anything that is done in excess will, yeah. will you know. So that's, I don't know. But I do... I just feel like the ego is constantly trying to make a narrative in real time, right? So we're trying to be like, is this bad? Is this good? Is this bad? Is this good? How do I save myself early, right? Because that's the ego's job is to save you or try to like make you do the right thing before it's too late. But in reality, I just, you look back on history and it's like, I think of airplanes. When airplanes were invented, I'm sure everyone was freaking out, right? And now they're just part of life. People hop on an airplane all the time. They're part of society. But imagine if we were around when they started you know wow is this coming to a close the sun setting is the sun setting right now and on our podcast yeah i think so i think we've talked i'm trying to think of like any little tidbits i mean we could talk about this forever Mm -hmm. um do you want to talk about some people had questions about like is ad money real we could go into that yeah we could how about that let's do some rapid fire let's ground this podcast which has been very theoretical and very vibey let's ground it with some facts yeah let's ground it with some facts yeah Yeah. so questions such as well how do you gain a following um well i the most structured sense you could put it i did it through memes and i would say that the biggest part of gaining a following is consistency and uh uh, doing this in 2016 (laughs) yeah starting early yeah starting early um giving yourself three years yeah, three years is good. I agree. Um, for those who are new to Saiswoon, it has been kind of in operation for five years. I started by just making memes, and it was there was no goal. I just was really wanted to talk Ooh, about stuff. That's the other one is what? is not having a goal. Like when yeah. when I before I started my account, I had another account that I had since high school through college, and I just wanted like I was just posting pictures of myself, like trying to be like that guy. And then finally I was like, okay, I can't, like, I don't know, I don't know. So I started a separate account where I would just, like, shitpost and repost other people's stuff. And then I was like, wait, this is, I can be, like, I'm, I'm funny, like, I'll do this too. Yeah. And so then I started making memes, and then I kept making memes for three Years. But you enjoyed every oh minute. Oh my god, yeah, no. I would do it on the subway, I'd do yeah. it at work, behind the bar. Like, and it was a meme it. community. Like, you yeah. would make a meme, like, or a meme would go viral, like a viral. Yeah, but consistency is key. Yeah. 
and enjoying I mean you have to genuinely if this is from someone like if this question was from someone who's trying to build a following it's like always do it if you enjoy it like I love existential theory I love images so it's the perfect thing for me but it never felt like oh I'm trying to be an influencer oh I'm trying to work it was just like I'm using this platform the way that I like to and I you know I like to curate you know um I will say how following happens in a very structured way, like without bringing my whole theory into it, is reposts from bigger pages. That's literally it. I can say that all of my big chunks of following followings either came from a a celebrity, bigger influencer, bigger meme page reposted me, or b um, something went viral. Like for example, my um, sort of swipe through graphic that I made that was that I made last year that was called how to have a positive experience on Instagram according to the insights I got over 8k followers just from that post because they can track you know how many followers you get from a post and it was just because that went viral like it just resonated with a lot of people and then it resonated with people who had bigger pages than me so just repost from bigger pages but not only bigger pages but pages that are relevant to what you talk about so it's like if a meme pages repost one of my memes it's like those followers are already following a meme page of course they want more memes that would definitely be it for me it's just repost it's always yeah. reposts that physically get numbers up and i can track you know my biggest kind of jumps in followers just from something i made that just got a lot of eyes really it's quite yeah. simple actually <laughs> um okay next physical question tangible question um do you actually make good money from ads? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a living. You can definitely make a living from it. Um, like... Any numbers you're willing to give? You don't have to say anyone's names, but what is the most you've been paid for a post? What is the most you've been paid for a story? And then what's the least? Um, the most that I've been paid for a post, I think... I mean, the pool hopping thing is, like, not counting that. 10K. 10K. That's, I mean, that counts. six posts, so what, what would the math be? That's, no, because, no, right now, right now my going rate is 3K for an in-feed post, and then mm-hmm. stories and reels and stuff is extra. Um, and then the least would be, like, a trade. Yeah, a trade. I do so many trades. Oh, like, right now I'm doing something with a storage unit. And we, like, negotiated, so I have this storage unit for a year, and I have to do, like, three posts for them or something. Wow, that's good. Yeah. I love trades because you don't, there's no, like, obviously, I guess, like, money is involved in the negotiation of what's worth it, but, like, I love trades. If I could live off of a barter system successfully, I would. And I remember when I got a couch, my couch right now was in exchange for memes. Like, that was one of the first big trades I did. Like, the couch is worth over $1,200, and I got it in exchange for making three memes for the company, and someone said to me, they were like, oh, it's like cryptocurrency. It's like Bitcoin. (laughs) That's interesting. It's a, you know, and I love that. And I think of that all the time where if I'm trading something or if I'm trading ad space on my page, like it's this weird invisible cryptocurrency. Yeah. And that makes it kind of a little more dignified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely like not. How I think of it is like, like you said, riding a wave where it's like, okay, like if, if brands are paying influencers right now, then let me be paid. Yeah. Yeah. If I have a... I also think of it in the sense where if you're an artist, you can be commissioned to do a mural. It's like if I'm good with captions and images, I can be commissioned to use that for 
an ad and you'll know it's an ad and then that's it um I pick up an ad every once in a while I'm very like detached from it I don't seek it I don't try to do influencer ads but um if I have one that I can actually see myself making something cool out of or you know but I'm like you the most I've been paid and that only happened a couple times was getting 3k for an infeed post which to me is outstanding <laughs> like it fits into like it's not like a con because that's actually what I'm worth <laughs> based on I'm actually worth more You're worth so much more I know I based on like yeah, it, yeah Harry always yells at me that I sell myself short because essentially like the insights of my page of like likes views blue check all those things combined I could ask for way more but I'm just not well versed in that and I'm very like I don't want to get into excess like I'm I've had moments where it's like I just got one package too many and I'm like okay I'm not gonna accept things for a while because I don't want to just say yes to stuff and then you know just have some bathrobe I don't need or like post an ad that I didn't enjoy doing um yeah so to be to be real yeah there's so much money in ads I get emails all day if I was trying to be an influencer I could and if I wanted to make thousands of dollars a month I absolutely could I could I would say yes to those people I would say yes to the people who I don't believe in (laughs) I could do all of that and I could make probably 20k a month if I was hustling in the ad world yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but I think you and I both we center our honesty and our enjoyment that you're you we both pick up things that we actually can see ourselves having fun with yeah and I like to um like for example like um I did something with HBO Max and I like didn't even need to read the rest of the email like I knew I wanted to do it right away because Mm -hmm. it's HBO Max and to me I was like oh this is like cool and sexy yeah and to be honest I like didn't really like you didn't like it in the end well I didn't like I mean, no, I won't, like, <laughs> I won't say that, but bleep it out. I got cucked. Yeah, cucked. Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't cucked by HBO Max. I <laughs> no, I just, I just, it's, um, it's a job, you know? Yeah, it's a job. And yeah, you're learning as you go. You, I'm learning as I go, and, like, um, you know, like, everything's better in theory, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's... Better in theory practice and practice informs the theory and then theory informs the practice and that's the infinity symbol of life and i think that i think the payoff and i know that this was supposed to be like grounded in fact and not like be like theoretical but of course but like i think the payoff is like people could look at that and be like what the fuck like why are you getting paid that much to post a picture and it's like this is my livelihood (laughs) this is my soul and it here's the other thing too is when people say that i'm like i could show somebody how much I've sold by posting and that's the thing is like people say oh it's unethical that they get paid so much and it's like no it isn't because it's actually it's like you're working with a, a brand that has an incentive and you're fulfilling the incentive like it's not like, you, like <laughs> fuck me yeah, no. you know reaching out that's the thing is I think people don't understand that like influencers like and I don't have a manager like neither of us I, yeah. we don't have managers or like whatever yeah. we, we are literally just like we're freelancers yeah it's the same thing and it gets thing. sticky and you do get kind of you get you can get fucked like you can 
like brands will tr- like you'll have these major brands that hit, hit you up and they're like um we don't have a budget like can you post this for free you know and like you have to work constantly with these things and it's always a negotiation it's like being an ad agency right um and yeah people think it's so unethical and weird but it's not that brands are like influencers are so cute let's just give them stuff they're like oh this influencer has so and so insights this this and this this person follows them let's see how much we can get from them because having an ad on your page permanently uh and share it it's like they get a lot out of that you know what I mean and I don't know (laughs) once you know that it's like I don't feel like it's unethical to get paid by a brand to advertise them I mean that's just such a direct relationship yeah um but yeah with that being said I don't influencing is a spectrum and I think where I fall on it is I genuinely love following people online I love following artists I love following creators and when a creator likes me back and we have an exchange of like whether it's inspiration or you know we like each other and then like they send me something and I think most of the time when I get stuff I'm actually not asked to post it unless it's uh like a a company that I don't know at all and they, they just email me Um, But when it's, like, a creator, like, an artist, and they're making their own stuff, and they're like, I'd love to just send you something, I always post it. And that's what you see me doing when I do unboxings, and I'm, like, getting really into the thing. It's like, I'm not getting paid for that. That is me showing gratitude to an artist I respect and recognizing that if I post them, more people will see them. So... I will say that. And if I do an ad, it's very fucking clear. It'll say. It'll say paid partnership with Kaka PP. I will say that... <laughs> I will say that now I don't I don't I don't think of anything as an ad or not an ad unless I see paid partnership or ad like yeah when when Emma Roberts is posting you know her breakfast I you know don't put it past her to yeah. be getting paid for that but I also am like no she could literally just like it I don't think about that because at this point we don't know yeah same like today I literally just posted my Baskin Robbins and that wasn't an ad for Baskin Robbins. I just like it's kind of a part of my personality that I love Jamocha almond fudge with hot fudge on it. But like, so, <laughs> but like somebody out there could be like, oh my god, like yeah, like I'm looking at an influencer posting food because she's selling. But that's what's funny is like they just like the line is always blurred. And I do like that when things are made into an ad because I will say like out of all the content I post of like I do love things. I love things. I love art. I love unique scrunchies and dresses and like I like posting it and like curating it so I think people probably think I'm more of an influencer than I am because I'll be like I'm at I also love tagging like for example we were just at that hotel I had nobody paid me to post the Fairmont hotel but like I love (laughs) I love uh I just love titles like I love the little taggies uh, and like aesthetically I love it hotels.com that would be nice if you could say if I could what? Say, thanks, Hotels.com. Okay, thank you, Hotels.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. yeah, we will do that. Yeah. Do and that, also on that. the podcast, yeah, Hotels.com, Harry has, that's one of his most impressive partnerships, in my opinion, and also the most fruitful in the yeah. sense that you could stay at a whole-ass fucking hotel. Like, yeah. I just think that's so clutch. I think yeah. the ideal influencer deal would be... An airline. An airline, a hotel service, like you have, Hotels.com, an airline, and, like, you could just travel color. all i want to do is travel i want to see caves i want to see glaciers if anyone wants to uh be my travel daddy putting it out there but yeah no hotels.com that's ideal being in hotels in exchange for content because not only is it so fruitful and just such a good deal in terms of what you're getting it's so fun <laughs> it's so fun to take photos in hotels and experience hotels and talk about it 
Like that is like that is so fun. And you have to think about that too with taking ads. Like, is this going to be fun for me? <laughs> you know, it's great. Yeah, I will say, you know, it's a job, <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's a job. So yeah, you know. if you're a painter, <laughs> if you're a painter, some of the commissions you're going to find out that you love, and some you're going to be dragging your feet through it because yeah. you're like, oh wait, this is not my thing. But then you know that about yourself. Yeah, but it's yeah, no, it's short answer is it's a lot of fun. Harry, do you love being an influencer? Yes. Short answer, yes. Um, and the only other answer, the only, I mean, the only, the, the only hesitancy is because I, it, it's sometimes it's daunting being so forward facing or being so like mm-hmm. public. And I wish that sometimes I could just Cut be the cold. Yeah, sometimes I wish I could just be like a small town girl. <laughs> I know, I, yeah, and that's, like, I have the freedom to choose that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do. Do you love being an influencer? Because you are one. <laughs> Whether you like it or <laughs> oh not. Oh, my God, I was about to be like, I don't count that on my Um <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. I didn't think I did. I was very critical of what I thought it was, but I will say, as someone who now understands what it can be, um, I've had a great time. I've met great people that I don't think I would have met including you (laughs) that's my favorite thing I think about it and it's like I know I need to reiterate like I'm not Rihanna like I know that like (laughs) I'm a small fish but I've been reading People Magazine and I I stopped because I I grew up (laughs) but I used to read it every day or every week after school from like the time that I was I don't know uh, like old enough to read till high school whatever and I just remember that every celebrity answer I remember thinking oh my god all these celebrities are the same they all say the same stuff which is like that they have a dream job that they pinch themselves that they that the best part of the job is meeting cool people and going cool places and and it's true that's it I know those are the best parts I feel exactly the same like whenever I see a celeb being like I want to pinch myself I'm dreaming I feel like that all the time when cool things happen yeah um and then I avoid saying it because I think it's so cliche. I pinch myself all the time. <laughs> yeah, but just in case people think, like, anyone who's getting cool stuff and, like, posting, oh, I might get to be at this great hotel. Like, I am freaking out. Yeah. I just think it's lame to be yeah. like, I'm so lucky. I can't believe it. Like, I, but I do, I do enjoy, like, you know, and I think being an influencer, quote unquote, being a creator online, being someone who's just tapped into the digital conversation and kind of meeting people through it, getting opportunities through it. it. Like it feels like a video game. It feels like this like fun, abundant quest of just experiencing things. And you get to learn about yourself, you know, at this level, Yeah. <laughs> you get to be challenged over and over again. Yeah. You know, even us talking about just like, how do we deal with being perceived? Like, I love that. Like I get to, you know, I think of my soul, <laughs> you know, getting to learn about yeah. this. Like, in this life, my soul is like, I mean, let's I, process this ego thing. Yeah, like, I think, I definitely think that an unexamined life is not one worth living. Yes. And um, so I think, I think Joy just, to, yeah, just to, just keep keep an eye open. Keep, keep two keep eye open. Keep three. Keep three open. Yeah. yeah. You know what's up. <laughs> Harry knows. I mean, the only way out is through. Is through, yeah. 
you've been saying that this whole trip. Yeah, I know. Which really fits with all the driving and all the going through the hotel, <laughs> through the Madonna Inn. Um, lovely. Well, I've enjoyed this trip greatly with you. I've enjoyed this podcast greatly with you. Yeah, this has been so much fun. I feel like I never talk about these things because I'm afraid I'm afraid that yeah. I'm afraid that people will think that this or that or I'm you know like you said like I'm blasé or nonchalant or don't care or think it you know what I mean but it's like no I'm just afraid like I clearly don't have my I you can I feel like you can tell that I haven't talked about this that much mm-hmm. because you also can't talk about it with anybody. I can't talk about it with my friends that aren't influencers. Yeah, like I, yeah they, just that they don't get it. And so it's it's nice to be able to relate to someone. Really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's been it's been a treasure to be roadside <laughs> with you, discussing influencers in all their glory, and uh, narrowly missing trucks. Totally narrowly missing trucks. Not giving any thoughts. Words over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's try to edit. Okay, what, yeah, totally. <laughs> but what is, I'm trying to think of, um, let's say, no, it's fine. Um, yes, so thank you so much for having me on Illusion Pod. Um, Pod. I can't wait to be back. I really do think we should have the same conversation, like, once. Times. Yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in the voice notes. I'll see you in the voice notes. I'll see you uh, in the digital Realm. roommates <laughs> in our digital apartment. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving in questions. And as I always say, keep going. Yeah, keep going. The only way out is through. through.